Oh man, so Ryan, I'm enjoying a a caffeinated beverage that I sent you a mm-hmm. link for today. Yeah, that that looked um, very tasty, and they do have them near me. I, I I spoke too soon. I did a research. I did a I did a search again, not a research, I guess, but I did a search again in the same area, and it turns out there's like a Randall's, which is just another chain grocery store near me that actually does carry it. Yes. So the reasonableists know. And the Surtle Turtles know that when it comes to coffee, I enjoy the mass-produced deliciousness of Dunkin' Donuts. This past week, I decided to try something a little bit different. Uh, it's a coffee brand called Chock Full of Nuts. And if we have listeners on the East Coast, they're probably like, yeah, duh. Because it's like really big <laughs> in New York, Boston, uh, areas like that. Uh, it, it is the first time I've ever had the coffee and I've heard of it before. And, you know, similar to the beer snobs, Ryan, you got to enjoy your first Miller high life this weekend. Yeah, I did, man. And that wasn't, it's a, they, um, you know what? I, uh, I, you know, I don't know what everybody's talking about. Um, you know, I, I really don't know where the snobbery comes from. So that's why I'm going to leave it. Yeah. I don't know where, I don't know what everybody's talking about. It's a crisp, delicious beer, man. It's great. Yeah. Live the high life, baby. You know, when you, if, if, if all you got is a sixer and you need a sixer, then get that Miller high life because it's only a sixer. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, uh, we're definitely not beer snobs here. Uh, we will enjoy a micro brew, a macro brew. If it tastes good, we drink it. So anyway, this chock full of nuts, uh, I've, yeah. I'd heard about Coffee. them. I've known about them for a really long time. And, you yeah. know, I've seen them on grocery store shelves and never really thought anything about it. Not like I looked at it and went, Bleh, you know, yeah. Uh, as is anything that resides on a market shelf. Whether it's beer, wine, coffee, right? Because we get the coffee snobs who'll only drink, you know, like organic, you know, coffee beans that were handpicked by, you know, <laughs> Ecuadorian monks. Unicorn, unicorn buttholes. Yeah, yeah by Ecuadorian <laughs> monks who, you know, have had their eyes willfully removed and replaced with sapphires, yeah. you know. I mean, just like this most ridiculous thing, as if any of that, you know, rubbish is going to make the coffee taste better uh i decided i was at the store last week i needed i was picking up just a few little things i was like you know what i need i want something i want something a little different something new uh to brew at home and i have a keurig and i enjoy the keurig because i like the single serve coffee because i traditionally if i brew at home i'm only drinking like two cups of coffee maybe three but that's that's when you start getting the jitters. We're like, I had three cups of coffee, and <laughs> when you know, when we were brewing, whether it was like we had a French press for a while, and sure, then, sure, sure. then we had like just the traditional, like you know, I'm brewing a pot of coffee, and I would just make so much coffee, it was it was insane. Yeah, because man. I never I knew. used to fill mine up, dude. Twelve cups, it would like sit. Oh yeah, like all the way to the top, and then. I'm you know like Lauren would have a cup, and I would have like three cups, and then it would sit there and burn. And then yeah, and go, the, go in the go in the right you know, down the drain, sink. you know, and you're just like, here goes my money down the drain. Yeah, man. Yeah, same thing was happening to Joanna and I, 
and I, I just over brewed and I love the smell of brewing coffee. I love it when coffee like fills the house. You know, when you walk in, you're like, oh, coffee, right? I just, I love can I, that. Can I tell you something on that? Yeah, please. The smell of coffee. Um, I may have mentioned this before, but you and I have talked about this, but the, the coffee has been such a big deal in Lauren and I's life that I actually made um, our, my proposal to her was coffee themed. Oh, really? Yeah, man. I made a stop motion movie with coffee beans. Okay. And I wrote down our first date. Like I kind of captured our first date with two little coffee beans on a stop motion background. Okay. And then I had, I had her ring and a cup of coffee beans that I had brought back from, you know, Africa and like, there you go. That is awesome, dude. Yeah, man, our whole, uh, we had a whole coffee theme in our, in our, your whole life just revolves around the the coffee. Yeah. The, the, the cup of the cup of the gods, man. It is. Coffee is an amazing thing, man. It's an amazing thing. And it's such a natural pick me up. It's so much more than like a Red Bull or a monster, which is just like, don't go filling your body with chemicals. Yeah. It's just sugar and and chemicals and, and carbonation. Uh, Coffee is from the earth. Yeah. God made beans with water. I mean, there you go. Boom. You know, delicious. You <laughs> Grind them up. Grind them up. Hot water. Done. Drink it up. down. And within 20 minutes, you're pooping. <laughs> you can have a, you can have a movement. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Coffee is for pooping. <laughs> so anyway, I that chock full of nuts. We are ready for sponsorship. Yes. Coffee. It's hopefully chock full of pooping. nuts. Here's that. And they go, I like what these guys are doing. So anyway, it's uh, coffee. It's so, so Joanna, uh, about three years ago, bought a Keurig 2.0. She, she bought it. She brings it home. She goes, I am just, she said, I'm tired of us just wasting coffee. Yeah. And she, she was a hundred percent, right? A hundred percent. Correct. I was just either, I was not brewing enough or I was making too much. And like you said, it, it just ends up just burning in that pot for four or five hours. And then it's like, you yeah. know, just drinking tar at that point. <laughs> so God bless the Keurig. It is an, an incredible invention in these little single serve coffees. You can make coffee, hot tea, you know, hot chocolate. It, it's it, you, you can even make iced tea. You can make iced coffee, which is incredible. They're like iced coffee K cups that are awesome, and it just brews over like you know. You just put a big old glass of ice. It brews out hot, um, but then when you stir it, add a little bit more ice, dude. It's it's a beautiful iced coffee. Nice man. Yeah, and it's super convenient. It it doesn't replace you know because we still like to go out for coffee, uh, but it, it's perfect for the house. But I always felt so bad, though, Ryan, you know, we're we do our best here at the Lemmings house to not be wasteful. Yeah. man. Uh, and these K cups, as delightful as they are, they're just, you know, plastic. And boom, you're just throwing these cups <laughs> yeah. in the garbage. <laughs> that was good. Here's some garbage that will never de- decompose. Yeah, it'll decompose in <laughs> 2000 years. I'm sure it'll be OK. And. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, what a and good single cup of coffee. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts. They about a year and a half ago, they. I remember reading this 
you know, small press clip thing because, you know, the, the Keurig machine comes under fire about once a year for not being super echo friendly. Sure. And, yeah. you know, I think you can make an argument one way or the other. It's like, well, was I being more wasteful by just pouring out coffee that I was over making? Cause that was just water that I wasted. That was coffee grounds that I wasted, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it is dutiful as you can be with recycling and things like that. You, you, you just can't get everything, right? I mean, it's just, you just right. can't. So still, like on those days where maybe I would have three cups of coffee and Joanna would have two, it's like, well, we just threw like, you know, five cups into the garbage can. <laughs> and Starbucks and Dunkin', you know, they had said, well, you know, they were looking into making their K-cups out of uh, plant fibers and things like that. They were looking into it. Yeah. They, they'd be, Seeing if it was financially viable. That is exactly it. And, <laughs> and you know, to be we're e- considering it. Yeah. To be easier on the environment. And hey, and if that meant like a box of 12 K cups went up yeah. by like 75 cents, I, I would, I would be okay with that because I like coffee and I like the product and I like what the Keurig does. And if it goes up, you know, three quarters and it's going to be a little bit easier on the environment. Okay. That's, sure. I can handle that. Heck that's yeah, not, dude. yeah. That's not a yeah. big deal. That's not a deal breaker. So anyway, I'm, I'm going down the coffee aisle and I was like, you know, I said, I really want to try something new. I want something different. And I see the chock full of nuts. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get this. And I got, it's called the upper West side. It's their dark brew. I like a dark brew. I like the rich boldness of the dark brew. (laughs) And some people may know this dark roast has less caffeine than a lighter roast. Some people think it would be the other way. The darker it is, the more caffeine. No, the darker the roast, the less caffeine you have. So, and then it said on the box, it's like, you know, and I want to make sure it's like Keurig 2.0 compatible because we made the mistake of buying sure. K-cups that don't fit. And then you're like, oh, great. Mm, fantastic. Proprietary K-cups, right? So, uh, it's, you know, it says works with all Keurigs and that the packaging is compostable. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, Ryan, I get this thing home. I open up the box and yeah. these they're, they're little pods. And I'm trying to let's get to the camera here. Where am I? There we go. They're about like that. Yeah, they're not okay. they're not K cup size. They're these little pods. They've got their own little mesh filter, and okay. they come in a, a bag that when you open it, it smell the coffee just comes wafting out, and it brews an amazing little cup of coffee. And nice, yeah, man. They're they're my current go to. Not not just because of the the biodegradableness of their pods, which does definitely help that is for sure i think it's a big i think it's a big selling point I yeah think okay. it's just you know it's something new it's something different it tastes good the price was really good and, but here's the thing though here's the rub is when you start like digging into what are the coffee people saying like chock full of nuts always ends up being like oh that's the that's the cheap you know mm, yeah i guess if you want to drink you know urine i guess you could drink chock full of nuts <laughs> it's like my goodness, okay. man. Right. Here's the deal. All right. Let me uh, throw my two cents in on this. The the whole deal with the the snobberies. Um here's where it's born from. Okay. So the original like idea of wanting something better is not a bad thing, right? Um opening up a can of Folgers every day and dumping in the, the, the flavor crystals, right? Maybe didn't do it for some people. And they were like, man, I wonder how I can get a better cup of coffee. And so they, they did their research and they got some fresh beans roasted nearby. That way it wasn't like 
shipped you know for too long it wasn't just in packaging for too long it was roasted locally in a roaster that's down the street and they picked up a bag of beans and they went home and they got a little grinder and they ground it up and they they measured it out and they put it in their coffee maker and they made a great cup of coffee and if that's you because that's a, honestly man i have a grinder sitting right next to my coffee maker and i'd grind a fresh fresh uh, you know little filter full of beans yeah grind a fresh one throw that in my pot and that's my coffee. I get it from, I order in from press and I order in from, there's a coffee roaster down the street called Redhorn that I, uh, press coffee is in Arizona. Yes, they are. Um, and I've been a patron from them for many years. Yeah, they make good and, coffee, dude. There's no question. Yeah. And, uh, I go to Redhorn every single week, uh, because that's where you have, my wife and I do uh, trivia night there. And so I actually, uh, drink some coffee there. They brew their own. It's great. So, I don't mind bringing home a bag of beans, grinding them up, and having a fresh pot of coffee that's that's ground right there that was, you know, roasted a week ago. And there is a taste difference. Yes. Oh, there the, is. There the, is. There's no question. The, yeah. I think the biggest deal is, though, John, and you know this, I'm not going to bust you up about it. I'm not going to make you feel worse because you decided that that's not your game. That's not your bag. And this chock full of nuts or whoever is great. And that tastes good to you. Right. Absolutely. Like that's the, that's the deal. Like I don't, it, it, all right, I'm trying, I'm going to bring it down because I'm starting to get a little upset. I don't want to be upset. Well, because you, you had a little go around too, right? Cause it's, it's super funny, man. Like I think it was about a week and a half ago or maybe about two weeks ago. Uh, I mentioned something about drinking uh, Budweiser. It's like Bud heavy. Budweiser, original Budweiser, oh, sure. the king yeah. of beers, right? And that it had been a while since I'd had Budweiser. And it's like, you know what, man, for some reason, dude, it's like, I've been drinking Budweiser. And I don't even know how right. the conversation came up. And you're sure. like, oh, yeah. And it's like, you know, and you said, you know, hey, it's not one of my personal faves. It was like one of the go-to beers that you and the buddies would sit around and you just like drink a lot of Budweiser. And you're just kind of like, okay, I think for the rest of my life, I've kind of hit the Budweiser cap, right? Yeah. But, but <laughs> yeah, but there ago. wasn't yeah. this, you know, John, why aren't you drinking a, a light grapefruit infused ale? You know, I mean, or anything like that. Like, I'm, well, that's the thing. Like, yeah. and, and that's the response you get is like, ah, oh, piss water. Yeah, it's piss ah, water. Piss, bunch of piss water. And then, like, that's the same thing with the coffee stuff. Like, you get this just, well, oh, that's just the garbage package in the can. Like, I, you know, dudes, chill. All right. Here's the deal. Enjoy your peach IPA <laughs> that was infused with strawberries in, in the linden tree of, you know, Anthemenias. I don't know. Right. Yeah. It's right. Enjoy it. Love it. And I and I'm proud that you do. I'm proud that you smell your beer more than you taste it. I'm proud of you <laughs> that you do that. That's fantastic. I love it, dude. It's so good. You smell your beer more than you taste it. <laughs> love it. But it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. But here's and that's there's a little salt in there. That's okay. It's fine. All right. But don't come to my house and don't don't jump on someone's ship. Don't shut someone down as they're trying to share a life experience with you as as seemingly small as beer and coffee is don't try to shut someone down because you don't like their choice of beverage yeah don't try to make someone feel smaller than you because you know you again got your nose so stuffed up your butt it hits your stomach and you can still smell it like don't don't wrap yourself into that mindset. Let people enjoy what they love. 
You should be able to you should be able to toast a Miller Lite and a and a Lindenstein peach <laughs> ale and you guys should we should be able to be friends right. and be able to hang out and just say good for you good for you well but everybody's got to pick a side and, I, and honestly like okay now we're starting to answer questions about society as a whole <laughs> i'm hitting my mic so now we're starting to answer <laughs> questions about society on a bigger scale that everyone's got to pick a side and no one is identity it's identity everything i've got to be identified as the beer guy i've got to be identified as the whiskey guy i've got to be identified as the coffee guy like dude just can we sit down and talk rather than like fight each other over stupid crap on facebook yeah right <laughs> well Ian, you had mentioned that like you had had your first i need a break yeah where you had had your first you know miller light and yeah uh you know and i joked with it as like yeah man miller Lite. dude it's not bad i mean you know for a light beer it's it's not a bad bottle of beer it there it just sure. isn't you know and uh you know back in the day when you know, uh, would hang out with a group of friends and we would watch football all day on a Sunday. We drank Coors Light. We, was, we called it game day beer, all day beer, mm-hmm. because you could literally drink it all day and never get drunk. I mean, it just, you were peeing it out before you're getting intoxicated. It just was, you know, wasn't going to happen. And then I yeah. think I was like, dude, I see you should try Miller High Life. I said, it's, it's a lighter beer. I mean, it's a little bit heavier than Miller Light. Uh, I said, but it's, it's crisp. I said, it basically tastes like corn, sugar, mar- uh, barley and, and hops. And yeah. you can, you can slam a bottle of high life pretty darn quick. And you're like, all right, I'll give it a try. And you text me, I think it was Sunday. You were yeah. like, uh, yeah, just had my high life. I'm like, what'd you think? You're like, not bad. I'm like, yep. For what it is, it's not bad. It's not a gourmet sure. beer. But boy, I'll tell you, man, after like a hot day, you mowed the yard, did some yard work or whatever, and you crack open a high life, you are living the high life. (laughs) And it's good gaming beer, too. There you go. Good deal. Coffee and beer. All right. Well, that's fun. Let's move on. Coffee and beer. (laughs) Let's move on to something else that's gotten people all upset, Ryan. It's that new Star Wars trailer. (sighs) Speaking of the internet. Yeah, right. I don't know. I went on a little... I had another little rant today. I think that today was just Ryan rant day. That's kind of what today. People are griping about their coffee, their beer and Star Wars trailers, (laughs) Star Wars trailers. Cause it's just, we just can't handle the Star Wars. Yeah. I'm going to let you go first. Then I'm going to unload my cannons over here. (sighs) Dude, my turbo lasers, my star destroyer turbo lasers are fully charged and ready to go here. Fully charged and ready to go. I went to, um, anyway, so I'm, I'm on Twitter just kind of, browsing through flicking through the feed seeing what all of the you know reasonableness are up to and seeing what some comic book stuff is up to and of course like you know the day before what last night uh star wars trailer popped down and yeah from the heavens from the stars above and uh graced us with its presence and um i know i sent it to you i was super excited about it and uh and i and i was just like man this is great like um can't look really looking forward to this. Like it's just, um, that's great. Like I'm, I'm just really excited. Yeah. Uh, looks good this morning, uh, proves through the proves through the internet. And for whatever reason, like just came across some, uh, very snarky, um, negative shots being thrown out at, at the star Wars trailer. Um, or actually I shouldn't say trailer. I should say film, uh, that no one has seen. 
Right. Uh, There's only a handful <laughs> of people who have seen the finished version of that movie. Yeah, and they were making it. <laughs> they, the people complaining about it are not one of them. Yeah. So, and I think it was just like one comment that kind of just like got right under the skin. And I usually with internet, like internet's going to be internet. Right. And I text you texted me about it and I, and I was just like, yeah, cause internet, like that's really kind of the deal. Internet happens and that's, that's what happens. Like people suck cause internet. Um, and I just, dude, anyway, okay. I ran across a comment that just said very plainly, it was just like, it said something like unpopular opinion, colon. I don't care for the trailer nor for the film period. Okay. And that's, and that was the, that was the comment. Arguments over, dude. The argument is over. <laughs> unpopular opinion, colon. Burp a derp. I herp right? into the derp and I burp like, on the gurp. And it was from a, I think it was from a verified account. Like whoever did this is, has a verified account. Steven Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I don't remember who it was. I don't, I don't even really, it think doesn't matter. I it them. doesn't matter. I them. Yeah. It was just in the feed. Yeah. About the it's Star, just Star Wars trailer. And voice. it's just, and that's the deal. And I wrote, you know what? I'm going to read it. Yeah, please do. I'm going to, I'm going to read my little, my little rant. Cause I ranted. I know unsurprisingly. Ugh. But I was so just frustrated um, by this thing, and I saw some other stuff, and so I decided I was having a conversation with uh, two fans of the show, Ronnie and Norm, uh, on the Twitter, and we were just kind of bouncing back and forth, and I finally wrote something that um, I was like, I can't fit all this into like a string of tweets. Like I don't want to do that. You know, there's many. There's been too many people doing just strings of tweets lately. So I'm just going to combine mine on one and, and send it out. And I said, I, I wrote, I just wrote this down took a screenshot. I said, I feel that everyone wants to stand out in the space of Twitter and Facebook. And sometimes the only way to do that is to have an opinion that goes against the grain. I think people identify that opinion as the negative one. So they stand on that. So the problem is it's cool to be cynical it's hip to say something sucks from a two-minute video, and it's the bee's knees to have a hyperbolic knee-jerk reaction that you just can't pop off or that you just can pop off in less than 140 characters without needing to back up what you're saying. It's tough to be a fan today. I know I try my best not to have a rose-colored glasses on and be fair about our media. Sometimes I fail at that too. But I know when I like something or I don't, I can back it up in more than 140 characters. And John, that's why we have a show. It is to make sure that when things happen, and and that's the thing, we called it reasonable for a big reason. Like there was a big reason behind that name choice is because this happens way too often. Like, and I'm not saying that, to 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 not like something means you like it and i'm not saying to not like something means you hate it right like i'm not saying there's there's not a polar opposite there like you can just kind of think something's okay too like you don't have to just like ride on this like i hate it or i love it um bandwagons and i and i'm proud of i think a lot of our i'm actually i'm proud of our listeners because i know our listeners uh, go uh, agree with me here I know we've had emails from, you know, from Arizona, from Greg. Um, We've had conversations with some people on Twitter about this kind of stuff. And it's about, you know what? Yeah, not everything's fantastic. Not everything is just going to just going to blow our 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 
our noses off every time we, every time it pops up on the screen. Like it's not going to happen that way. And if something doesn't strike you as being, you know, cool or doesn't strike you as being, hey man, like this is great or man, there's something wrong with this. Have have the guts to go in there and say, man, this is what I'm. This is where I'm at. But to just pop off and to just have, you know, twenty thousand, a hundred thousand, a million people just hear your opinion that just goes like just like that. People don't understand their influence, man. And it's and that's the bummer about the industry is because you got these people like this just popping off like that. And I think it can sway an entire group of people that may otherwise have thought for themselves and, and may have thought on their own and checked it out themselves without a bias. And now that that now that's gone because just of one person's influence being able to just kind of say, well, I, I didn't like it and I'm not going to tell you why I don't really care. I just don't like it. Yeah. No, <clears throat> no context behind it. Well, yeah, Ryan, uh, it, it's, It, it is, it, it starts to get very depressing, you know, when you, when you, when something that is, an, it, it, it's hugely anticipated trailer and you know, we get the, the teaser, you know, several months ago and now we have the, the full length trailer. We, we probably won't get another one. I would be surprised if we did. I think that was the final. Trailer. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I would be very surprised if we did. Uh, so this this is going to be the last trailer. There may be some TV spots that will have maybe a couple quick snippets of uh, sure. things that that weren't in the trailer. You know, I, I've said it on this show before, and I'm going to say it again that it is incredibly fashionable to hate on Star Wars for a certain subset of people, and this is where I really start to get incredibly prickly is where a lot of this and not because I'm a, a star Wars fan, I will call sure. something shaky when I see that it's shaky. I did not feel good and still don't feel real great over the standalone Han Solo movie that we will get next year. I am just not convinced we need that. I, I just, I'm not, I am not convinced Mm-hmm. that the Star Wars community needs a young Han Solo standalone movie. Of course, I'm going to go see it. Durr. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> that's not in question. I, I like how they course corrected and pretty much canned it and started it over. Yeah. I just I still don't know if it's something that we need, and I I hope I'm I'm proven wrong. I really really do. Yeah, Rogue One was fantastic as a standalone. You know the a Star Wars story. It falls under that moniker of a Star Wars story. But I'll tell you, as a Star Wars fan, I'm I'm really not on pins and needles for the standalone Han Solo. Yeah, but Ryan, where so much of this vitriol and just kind of people wanting to be snarky and hate on Star Wars comes, at least from my perspective and what I'm seeing is coming from people who are, quote unquote, at least in my worldview, new fans. They weren't there from the beginning. I have seen every Star Wars movie first run theatrical. 
Okay, I have been in it for the long haul. So I always find it super cute when someone who's 20 goes, I'm the biggest Star Wars fan in the world. It's like, no, you're not, you know, puppy. I'm sorry. You're you're in the family. That's great. But you're kind of late to the game, right? I mean, just by nature of when you were born. And to sit and go, oh my gosh, these these movies have been ruined. They're ruined. The the originals were never like this. You shut up. Seriously, shut period up period. Okay, (laughs) you weren't there from the start. It'd be like me criticizing, you know, that Doctor Who has lost its way when I wasn't even around when the original Doctor Who began. Or that Star Trek has lost its way and going, oh, man, it just isn't as good as those original TV shows. Man, I wasn't even a glimmer in my pappy's eye. All right. When the original Star Trek movies (laughs) or or shows, excuse me, uh, were on TV. Okay, so there's only so much of a critique. You know what I'm saying? That I can give historically and go, oh, man, dude, these new Star Trek movies, they just don't capture the essence of that original series and da, 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 da. I think in a lot of ways they do, but I would want to defer to someone who has much more mileage to get their opinion and say, how do you feel about X relating to Y when it comes to Star Wars or when it comes to Star Trek? And so having been able to see and all of these movies first run theatrically and owning Ryan, I don't know how many different copies on VHS, DVD, Blu-ray, digital. You bet your bottom dollar if those see a 4K Ultra HD, John is buying that as well too, okay? To sit and go, oh my gosh. And, and, it, and it seems to center Ryan around two things with this trailer. And I want to get the negative stuff out of the way to the, where we can start fanboying over this trailer is... Two things. People are going, oh, the Porg. The Porg is that little bird like thing that goes after Chewbacca roars. <laughs> oh, yeah. Norm sent us some uh, nice little edits for that. today. OK, yeah, he did. I did see those. OK, everyone take panties unbunch from the two cracks. OK, <laughs> if you don't think for a minute a second that any star Wars movie, including the one that was, wasn't even called a new hope when it was released, it was just called star Wars because George Lucas was meddling with these movies like 10 seconds after they hit their theatrical release. Yeah. All right. He was already doing edits. Okay. Noobs. All right. I had toys at the age of four. Okay. Yes, he was looking to create this incredible universe and amazing storytelling, and they were tributes to Kurosawa films and old westerns. And but he saw something. Speaking George Lucas, he saw something bigger. He's like, you know, this could be, mm, this could pay the bills for a while. <laughs> this could be, this could be an empire. <laughs> Pun intended. You know it, and it was. And it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And for someone to, it's no different than when the the Force Awakens teaser debuted and BB-8 rolled across the screen. My first reaction was, whoa, what was that? Because that looked kind of cool. What was that thing? 
Because it was just like yeah. this quick, like, you know, and he's just beeping and he's rolling across. You're like, whoa, what was that? Yeah. That looked kind of cool. But then you had people going, oh, here we go. We're back to the cute. George R. Binks. And it's like, okay. <laughs> Again, this is a, a mass marketing, merchandising empire that exists yeah. beyond what we see on the big screen. Okay. Yeah. Taking you all to school again. If you don't remember previous episode, return of the Jedi, the Ewoks in the original script were Wookiees. Okay. It was not the, it wasn't the battle of Endor. It was the battle of Kashyyyk. The death star was being built over Kashyyyk. The Ewoks were supposed to be Wookiees and it was to feature this massive Wookiee rebel Alliance battle against the empire. Oh, that'd have been great. Which we finally got, when, but it was yeah. episode two, several, several, several years later. But George asked, how can we market this? Well, we're going to make them smaller and they're going to look like teddy bears and we'll move them off Kashyyyk. We'll create a new world, Endor, or the moon of Endor. Didn't actually take place on Endor. It's the moon of Endor. And there you go. And Ryan, I know that you weren't around in 1985 when Return of the Jedi came out, but well, I was, I was, I was, you, uh, oh, you were, was you were pooping in diapers. You were pooping in your diapers. Okay. <laughs> can, can I tell you what, what the number one selling thing was from that movie? I have an idea. Okay. Yeah. There were Ewoks. Okay. Yeah, um, despite people hating Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, man. And, and, and I don't have a lot of love for Jar Jar. I get what, he would, what George was trying to do, but it was, sure. it was too much. And I, and I will concede that. I will not die defending the hill of Jar Jar Binks, okay? But I, I yeah. see what he was wanting to do. Conspiracy theory that he's a Sith Lord, notwithstanding, because that's rubbish, okay? <laughs> Loved it. New listeners, Jar Jar Binks was not a Sith Lord, okay? Go back and listen to episode whatever. I blow that up. He was never intended I to be remember. a Sith Lord, I, okay? Never, yeah, I, never, never, never. I think that was our, I think that was our, was that our Goodbye Carrie episode? I think that we I talked can't about remember. I can't remember. I can't remember. But the yeah. number one selling piece of uh, our, our action figure from the Phantom Menace was Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. Okay. Dude. So now what, what's my point? I'm, I'm rambling a little bit. So we see this little bird like creature that's called a porg that they're these sentient creatures that live uh, on the planet that Luke is at. And they're not yeah. just like birds. They are like intelligent. It's an intelligent race of, of people. They're just smaller. And somehow one sneaks its way onto the Millennium Falcon, and there you go. It, who cares? Who cares? I actually laughed over that little scene. That was awesome. Anytime I hear Chewbacca roar behind the wheel of the Millennium Falcon, I'm in fanboy oh, yeah. heaven. Okay? I mean, that's oh, yeah. just the best. And then this little poor gives out a little roar. Yes, that was awesome. And Ryan, I can tell you right now that the same people who are upset over a Porg yelling his own little version of a Wookiee roar probably were in love with baby Groot beating people up at the beginning of Guardians Volume 2. 
They were probably I guarantee along. you they were those exact same nerds who thought Baby Groot hogging the show at the beginning of Guardians Volume 2 was brilliant. It was amazing. It was the greatest thing ever put to film, but they don't like a Porg doing a little Wookiee howl after Chewbacca yeah. did. Go yeah. away. If you don't want to see The Last Jedi, great. What that means, it's going to be one more seat for one more ass to sit down in that theater who wants to see it. Stay at home and suck your thumb if you don't want to see The Last Jedi. Please suck your thumb. One in the mouth, one in the exit. Have fun, boys. All right, my rant is over. What did I think of the trailer? I loved it. <laughs> I thought it was great. I thought it was garbage. <laughs> yeah. On top of all that. All right. Let's break this crap down, Ryan. All right. I know I got a little harsh there, guys, but I'm sorry. I am so with no. Ryan on this one. I am tired of the internet. I, I just, can we not enjoy something? Can we not enjoy something? And this trailer was great. You know, the second act, and here's where people maybe need to be taken to school on how yeah. a three-part story works. The second part of a three-part story is supposed to be the darkest. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. In okay. any trilogy. In any trilogy. Yeah, man. Whether it's The Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Whether it's The Two Towers. I don't know. What would be the middle story for Harry Potter? Because there was like 14 of those movies, right? Eight? <laughs> was there eight of those? It was eight. So it was actually the darker one was the third one. Okay. Which puts uh, it right about in the middle. Prison of Azkaban. Right? Yeah. Puts it right about in the yeah. middle. Yeah. The, the hero is in danger, peril. The future is uncertain. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the two towers, same way for Lord of the Rings, yeah. right? The Battle of Helm's Deep, where our heroes are in danger. The future is unknown. No different than Attack of the Clones when the prequel trilogy. It is the darkest. Yeah. Now, Revenge of the Sith is dark in that it's the final turn of Anakin. But because Attack of the Clones was the middle point of that, there was, there was uncertainty. It's like, how does Anakin get well, to you, that turning you had, point? You had the you start had, of the Clone know, Wars. You had... The start of the Clone Wars yeah. happened. How do the you Jedi know. fit into this? Should, should they be fighting alongside? Should, should they be mediators? Yeah. You know, uh, Yoda uh, is starting to feel that they're outnumbered, right? Because, I mean, he yeah. has this battle with uh, Dooku. He gets the best of Dooku, but Dooku gets away. But Yoda is not looking forward to this coming war. He's not celebrating it. He's actually very dismayed that the Jedi yeah. are going to get pulled into this uh, conflict that's going to eventually be their extinction. And yeah. whether he has the vision that he sees that coming, you can maybe make an argument that he does, but you, you at least know that he sees this isn't going to, they may get victory, but it's going to come at a really, really high price sure. if they do yeah, achieve right. victory. And so right. for people who are looking at the, the, uh, the last Jedi trailer and going, Oh, are we remaking the empire strikes back? No. We're, we're not. I don't, I didn't see anyone dipped in carbonite at any point. <laughs> um, I don't think Kylo's going to reveal that he's Ray's father. Uh, that would be interesting if it was. Um, yeah. But it's supposed to be dark. It's supposed to have this air of uncertainty. Because when we yeah. think of the way the Empire Strikes Back ends, I remember as a kid seeing that, I didn't think the movie was over. 
right? It ends with, you know, Lando and Chewie taking off for Tatooine to go try to rescue Han from Boba Fett and Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. Luke yeah. has just had his artificial hand put mm-hmm. on. Uh, he's scarred and beat up. Vader just, you know, whipped him like a rented government mule. And I, and it just, the camera just pans out to the rebel fleet and there go the credits. And I'm sitting there going, there's no way this is over. What? <laughs> yeah. Right. And that's how I fully expect the last Jedi to end is with a cliffhanger. Yeah. And no, it's not a remake of the empire strikes back, but it is the second part of a three part story. And the second part is always going to be the darkest offer the, the most questions and give the fewest answers because that's how you tell a story. That's kind of that's kind of weird that way. Yeah, right. The visuals, <laughs> no, look, I, the visuals I, look yeah. great. I mean, those new walkers, yeah. the the Finn, you know, hand to hand combat with Captain Phasma, and then it looks like Finn is like leading a, a legion of stormtroopers. It's like, what is that? What's going on there? Does he con- does he convince like a legion of first order stormtroopers to rebel? You know, and yeah. they follow him. Is he actually a turncoat? Is yeah. be- because we know that first order stormtroopers are raised from as children to be stormtroopers. Did they yeah. flip a switch in his head somewhere, and the brainwashing kicked yeah. back in? I mean, so many cool things, and then the heartbreaking scenes of Carrie Fisher, um, knowing that she's not going to be in Episode Nine. You know, um, that was tough to it's, watch. Not because yeah, I her, feel like they show. I feel like they kind of gave some stuff away there. I feel like yeah, I think there I was feel a, like I watched the death of General. Yeah, I, um, I would say that's how they're going to answer that question because originally she was going to be in episode nine, and yeah. Luke and Leia would reunite. Yeah, hopefully, and I think this. I think this trailer too, Ryan, has a lot of misdirection as well too. And. Yeah. Surprise! That's what trailers do. They misdirect. Well, they were, they were done filming it, right? So yeah. whatever, like they were done filming this movie for sure. So uh, before Carrie Fisher passed, and I think if you know if they're going to do a reunion, like they they may have they shot that. You know what I mean? Like no, they, 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 they did shot, not. That they, they they've gone on record saying shot, Luke and Leia have not had any scenes together at all. Oh, so they never got any no. scenes together. No right, scenes well, together. You. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking they would have just shot it and they said, well, they could kind of do whatever they want with the material, but yeah. Um, yeah. You know, reshoots always happen. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Disney has gone on record as saying they're not going to do a body double. They will not create a digital general Leia, uh, like they did for rogue one, which to be honest, I'm fine though, with that. Like, I'm fine with that. I don't need it. There was, there was no other real option in rogue one. Like she was supposed to be 20 again. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, actually, actually <laughs> Leia, I think is 18. Uh, in like if you're to give or, it Earth years, her and Luke are 18 yeah. in A New Hope. So yeah, yeah I mean, come on, you're not going to have a 65 you know, year old woman playing yeah. an 18. We saw it in girl. Tron. We saw yeah. it in Guardians. Like we saw, like we're making we're making the old new again. Yeah. And yeah, right. you know, like honestly, like age does its thing, and we have to make up for it in other ways. And I think the the ending scene to road one was just fine there was nothing wrong oh with that. no but no, I think no. If they, it's if fantastic they continue to try to 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 kind of force a hand there i think the best way is just to respect the character and if uh the character needs to is i mean honestly if it still would tell a good story to have her go as a character as as general uh general leo to go then 
that's okay. Like, yeah, we're gonna it, we're gonna watch that character go, and that's fine. And, and if she that's maybe what needs to happen in the story, and if she were to die, it may not necessarily be at the hands of of Kylo. You know, someone else may do it. Uh, because what's real yeah. interesting, and this, and this is what I'm getting from, you know, having watched Force Awakens, <laughs> I don't yeah. know how many times, and and then now seeing what we've seen in this new trailer, is that. We're seeing a very different portrayal of people who are being drawn to the force, right? Where the the lines that were drawn between Jedi and Sith really are kind of merging together. And Yeah, they're blurring. And they're and they're really I think the idea is to show that neither one really technically was the right way and the wrong way. Because if you were a Sith you know, you viewed the Jedi, they were the ones who were in the wrong. They were the ones who were imposing all these rules and restrictions on this ability to control the force and use it. We have this ability. Why don't we just use it to our fullest potential? Why do you input these ridiculous rules like cannot love, right? Why, 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 why would you have that in place? Right? Why can we not love? Why can we not have this? And then from the Jedi perspective, they they're like, well, this is incredibly powerful and it needs to be, have discipline and it needs to have, Restraints when required, right? And so what's interesting is that I think we're going to see a little bit of a reversal where we had, uh, you know, Anakin was being drawn to the dark side and through pretty much throughout his course, Luke was being drawn to the light side. I mean, he flirted a little bit with dark side powers, uh, especially in Return of the Jedi, the the choke force traditionally is known as a dark side use of the force. Yeah. Uh, And he kind of adopts daddy's all black, you know, attire with his black Jedi robes and his black outfit. Yeah. So he flirts a little bit with the dark side and his rage at the end of return of the Jedi, where he really could have killed Vader. I mean, that was like, he was tapping in, but still felt the draw from the light side to bring him back. What's interesting with Kylo is the light is drawing him and he doesn't want to go. Yeah. And that's what I love about honestly, like the, I think it's the opposite. The dark is drawing her and she doesn't want to go. And we could end up with a major reversal where Ray could end up being the quote unquote bad guy or the two of them together almost start this sort of yin yang of the force where it, it isn't these hard, fast lines that we would draw in the sand between Jedi yeah. and Sith. And then, you know, you have like, you know, your guardians of the wills who are like force sensitive or inquisitors like we see in, in star Wars rebels who are dark side acolytes. Right. It's real interesting. I, I like where this is going because we just can't, from my perspective, we just can't continue with the same, Jedi versus Sith, Jedi versus Sith, Jedi versus Sith. It'd be like having the Klingons as the bad guy in in every Star Trek movie, right? I mean, it would just be like, okay, (laughs) there's got to be something else, right? So I like how they're kind of mixing this up. It's really interesting. Yeah. That's just what I I took from the trailer. Uh, It's... I think we're going to see some really cool storytelling in in terms of how the light and the dark side of the Force are, are portrayed. And then you've got yeah. Luke in the middle who everything essentially that he was taught from Obi-Wan and Yoda. We know that he has these books 
I'm sure he recovered the books probably from uh, the Guardians, uh, Guardians of the Wills. And here he is in the middle, like everything that I was told and everything that I was taught just doesn't really apply. It doesn't apply anymore. I tried my own Jedi temple and it was burned to the ground and every Jedi was killed. And my star pupil uh, became, he's not a Sith Lord. Kylo is not a Sith. He became a Knights of Ren who we're supposed to see more of in this one. And if the rumors are true, I'm glad the trailer didn't show it. But the rumors are Luke will take on the Knights of Ren by himself. And we're going to get to see a Luke in full like Jedi Master yeah. laying down the law, which I am looking forward to. I think that's going to be very cool. But we, you know, yeah. we've got a Luke who's very much a reluctant warrior. He, you can tell he really does not want to get involved. And judging by Mark Hamill's facial acting, he does not really want to be training Ray either. You can tell he does not want to be doing this. There's that moment in the trailer that I really, really liked about uh, him identifying uh, something in Ray and him saying, you know what, I, I, I saw this before and I didn't stop it. I kept moving. I wasn't afraid I of it. He forward. said it didn't scare him. Yeah. It didn't scare, it didn't scare him. me. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, and now it does. And, um, and it's like, it, I get the, I can't remember if he says I'm, we're not moving forward or that's the theme of it at least was training's going to stop and either, either that's just the thought and they just kind of go, well, let's just shake it off and wait. It's a new day, right? The next morning <laughs> or, um, she may, that's where she tries to go continue the hunger is there at that point. I would assume and she, I mean, and she goes been, to Snoke. It's clear she's training, right? Yeah. It's clear she's she is training to be a Jedi. She is tuning in with the Force. She's really understanding what this power is. And then at the end of, and then right in the middle of everything, Luke says, "No, no, no. This is nope. We're stopping. We're done. Like you know what? You're done. Uh, we're not moving forward. We're not. You know, there's something in you that I that I I saw before, and I." Uh, and I kept moving with it before, and I wasn't scared of it then, and we're not doing it anymore. Done. Yeah. And it could be where she does, I mean, <laughs> it's only natural for her to say, okay, old man, <laughs> like, I'm out, and I'm going to go learn where I can now. You know, I've been exposed to this. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's a good thing, and I'm going to continue to search it out. Enter Kylo Ren. We have a possible link up, you know, an excuse to link up between Kylo Ren and Rey. Um, and in the trailer, we see Snoke. It looks like he's torturing Ray. I mean, he's yeah. That, they kind yeah. of blend those scenes together a yeah. little bit, but she's definitely like bent backwards, upside down, and screaming her head off. So I don't know if that's where that's you know where kind of that, that lives, could be some misdirection movie. somewhere. You know, yeah, it could yeah. be a flashback. Yeah. It could be it could be whatever, right? It could be just a vision. Uh, who knows? But at the end of it, like yeah, so Luke may pull a full stop on Ray and we're, and we're not going to see her get trained from Luke anymore. And she goes off to discover what she needs to, to fulfill her destiny at that point and just keep moving forward with, with the force. And if that lands her in the, um, in the link with Ren, uh, with Kylo, then, then that may link her with Kylo and they have a common bond at that point. Well, in, in but, seeing Kylo struggle too, you know, I mean like in, in force awakens, you know, he's essentially asking, you know, Han that he needs this when, what he's saying, he's needing this, he's needing to kill his dad, right? Because he thinks that will turn off the draw to the light side. He, he sees the yeah. light side as I need to stay away from this. And I mean, it could be, I don't know, man, like with that, I'm, I'm so torn. There was a, a couple of rumors on that, that I, I like, I like, I like thinking that Han did it. Uh, 
fully. Um, I like that. Uh, I like thinking that Kylo is a mole. <laughs> I like thinking. Um, um, yeah, maybe. I like maybe. I like thinking that. I think that's. I think that would be a very interesting turn of events because you have someone who's gone, who's like edging. It's like you know, you send the undercover cop in, and the undercover cop ends up killing you know, yeah, innocent people and innocent bystanders just to stay undercover. And he's starting to get that, like, he's starting that battle of good and evil is just raging inside of him. And I think that's where we may see a lot of the rage actually coming from. And it's not because it's, it's not that it's unfounded right now, but if you look at Kylo Ren as a character, it's like, you kind of have to accept the fact that he's, he's bad and he's got evil inside of him and he's angry. And, and it's like, well, maybe why, like, why are we like, why right and so those questions maybe could be answered by he's got he's got the god and the devil raging inside of him and he's got he's trying to make sure he's keeping his path straight and he was begging han to help him stay in cover like he's and han knows the bigger picture of all of what could be done if we decide to just chase that rabbit for just a minute. If we chase the rabbit and we see Han say, okay, I know what needs to be done to make sure that we move, we keep moving forward and Kylo stays undercover and we see the result that we're going to need because we need to take down Snook. We need, or uh, Snoke, what is his name? Is? Snoop, Snoop Dog. <laughs> Snoop Dog. Snoke, Snoke dog. <laughs> we need to take him out. We need to, we, we need to fight against that empire fleet. So I think, I think that's a nice little rabbit hole to chase down to say, maybe Kylo is just this. He's, he's at war with himself because of all that. And I mean, cause he's, he's honestly like the, in, in the trailer, you even see that moment between, you know, Leia looking outside and then Kylo looking down and pressing a button and he's like crying again. Like he's 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 very moved and he's very troubled it seemingly by all the destruction that he has to bring. And it's yeah, the, and it, it, it it doesn't seem like he's super comfortable with any of that. I thought Vader was super comfortable with it. Emperor was super comfortable with it. And, I, and Kylo is not. Kylo is not very comfortable with this destruction that at least I'm seeing. So well, far. it took Vader uh, time to become comfortable with it. And, you know, that, that's being expanded upon in the, the new, you know, Darth Vader comic, which is which yeah. is canon. And well, very true. Very true. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, it, it's uh, and, and I see where you're going. I, I just I'm afraid that rabbit trail is going to lead us right to the barrel of the hunter's gun, I think, is <laughs> what what may happen. No, sure. It might like. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like, it's just that's just my thought in my little brain going, man, it'd be kind of neat to see a turn and it'd be too late for too late for redemption. And we see a character die in his own, you know, will, goodwill or good intentions. I, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, I, and I and I yeah. like that idea. Uh, I, I don't know if. uh I mean, just the way Han and Leia spoke about Ben Solo and that that he would have been this this undercover. I mean, we we see him in the flashbacks. I mean, he he purposefully, you know, the this this the small little snippet that we see of the Knights of Ren in the Force Awakens. I mean, we just see them in a long shot, right? I mean, not even right, up close. Yeah. And so, don't even really know where where where, where the where's it? Uh, spit it out. Was it the Knights of Ren that destroyed the Jedi Temple? Was it you know Ben on his own? 
Was it Snoke who did it? Was it an invasion of first order stormtroopers? You know, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, and I'm, 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 and I feel good that a lot of those answers or questions will be answered, uh, in, in the last Jedi seemingly. Yeah. Now I've been reading the, uh, book aftermath, which is which great book. It is Canon. And what's really interesting is, and this is where I, I think a lot of people who want to jump to these wild conclusions about the trailer would do some good if they went and just you know picked up a seven dollar paperback book and read <laughs> it. Is that there? It, it it starts to lay the seeds in this what's called the aftermath trilogy uh, that leads up to the Battle of Jakku, uh, and then really kind of sets up the bridge between. Um, the force awakens in the, in these books and explains why you've got all these walkers and crash star destroyers on Jakku and things like that is that there's this prevailing notion in the, yeah. in the empire and talking about in the books in that what's left of the empire, uh, that there are some writings. Uh, we know that, you know, Palpatine, Darth Sidious had dark side priests that served him. You see them briefly in return of the Jedi. They're the right. creepy looking old guys that, you know, hang around um, the emperor. If you watch the deleted scenes for Return of the Jedi, one of them actually gets a little sassy with Vader and finds out that probably wasn't the smartest move to make. The hard way. Yeah. yeah. Finds out the hard way. Vader had dark side priests uh, that served him. We saw one of them in Rogue One uh, in, yeah. at Vader's castle on Mustafar. So... And so what these remaining Imperial officers, high ranking officers have discovered is because they all realize what kept us together. Now, this will get to my point with Kylo here in a second. I got to I got to kind of take the long route that they're starting to realize that what kept the Empire together wasn't big Star Destroyers and impressive weapons of war. Yeah, that was part of it. Death Stars, Walker, Super Star Destroyers, things like that. What it was, was this dark side influence. That is what kept things together. And you see that in Return of the Jedi. The battle doesn't turn both on Endor and the space battle until the Emperor dies. When he dies, that's when the battle turns. Because the influence was now gone. It was gone. Vader didn't have the same dark side influence that that Sidious had. Sidious, I mean, Vader is extremely powerful. But there was Sidious was tapping into something that Vader was not allowed to tap into for whatever reason. And so in these books, it talks about how they have discovered through what's left of these dark side priests that are still around. uh, There's a few of them that survived is that Palpatine discovered outside the reaches of known of the known galaxy that there was something that existed that was dark and that drew him to it and these books uh, eventually culminate with what's left of the empire retreating back to this unknown sector of space that palpatine sent people out to investigate and to colonize and that is where snoke is at that is where snoke has discovered or found whatever this source of dark side power is so it resides beyond known space so what does that have to do with kylo this is what i see happening with kylo is kylo is does not want to be dark like drawn to the dark or excuse me does not want to be drawn to the light 
but the light right. keeps pulling him. It keeps pulling him, but he doesn't want it. That is his conflict. And whether it's because of Vader as his role model, uh, he, I think he, he sees Vader as a role model, but he also sees Vader as a, is a, is a, it was a failure, right? Cause he says, I will finish what you tried to start. Right. And in these books too, you've got these weird kind of dark side followers who are going around collecting and buying things of Vader's past. Yeah. And yeah. I just finished a chapter where they find and purchase his red lightsaber. And wow. obviously his original blue lightsaber plays a big part in the force awakens. So I guess what I'm, what I'm tr- really trying to get at is what, you know, the star Wars franchise is wanting to do is reset the table on the force. And I like where it's going in that. Yeah. It, it's just going to be in as, for all intents and purposes. Midi chlorians have been retconned right out of, <laughs> right, of the yeah. storyline. I mean, they're still there <laughs> because it's Canon, but I We're don't think they're going to be referenced again. I would be very, very surprised. Yeah. And, but it could be easily dismissed in that the Jedi weren't always right. And that's what yeah. Luke is finding out. The Jedi weren't always right. What, what was, what's been his experience with the two remaining Jedi? One was a liar and one was, right. was borderline Alzheimer's was crazy. Yeah. Yoda was crazy. Yeah. Right. I mean, he had, he had a few of his marbles, but he was a little crazy. Right. I mean, yeah. it wasn't an act that he was putting on. He was testing Luke, but the guy had been a hermit, you know, who he's been, he's 900 years yeah. old. Like. And, and he clearly, Yoda clearly drew strength from the Jedi. And when the Jedi start dying, he feels it. He knows it. Yeah, and it's, he started dying. He started yeah. dying. Cause he clutches at his heart. Right. When you see that happen in revenge of the Sith. So, those were Luke's Jedi inspirations, right? One was a Sith. <laughs> yeah. well, actually, he had three. Well, four, technically. Well, Palpatine was never a Jedi, but he had three. One was converted to a Sith Lord and was trying to kill him at every turn. One would lie to him. And the other one was, yeah. was half-cocked crazy. <laughs> so, and we all love Yoda, but come on. He was crazy. He was crazy, yeah. right? And even Yoda in the middle of Luke's training just kept was like, I don't know why we're doing this because, you know, matter it not. I don't, it's just he, in Yoda's viewpoint, this, none of this is going to matter, right? Yeah. So, everything Luke has been taught about the Force and the Jedi and the Sith and these hard lines being drawn between them, he found out with the Knights of Ren, this dark side energy that exists outside the galaxy, the turning of Ben solo that I'm just excited to see how all of that has impacted Luke's journey and that it wasn't exactly what he thought it was. And we can take a lot of what we've seen already and look back on the prequel trilogy and really take a look and say, yeah, you know, the Jedi didn't always have it right. They had the Sith right under their noses. They didn't know it. They got too caught up in rules and regulations and policy and their own little inner circle of Jedi masters and who gets to be a part and who doesn't. And they just kind of let things fall apart underneath them. And by the time they started doing anything, it was too late. Yeah. Dude, that was a long rant with me on Star Wars. Holy cow. That's okay. (laughs) Take a swig. Mm -hmm. Get some coffee. Yeah, man. Let the whistle.
Yeah, dude. Well, dude, I mean, that's the thing, though. It's that, I don't know. I, I always love hearing it, so I, I'm not mad at it. Thank I'm you. Sure everybody else does, too. I can't wait so. for this movie, man. I really can. Yeah. I, I am excited for where it's going, and yeah. there's going to be, yeah. as is the case with every movie, right? There's going to yeah. be elements that let you down. There's going to be elements that surprise you. There's going to be some elements that you saw coming, but that's the yeah. excitement of it, <clears throat> and you know, for everyone who's naysaying before they've even seen this movie, uh, whatever, whatever, it's okay. it's going to yeah. make a bazillion gajillion. And sure. haters are always, <laughs> haters are just going to hate. Seriously, I mean, let's quote Taylor Swift, right? I mean, they're they're, they're just going to hate, and and no matter how yeah, much man. screaming and yelling you and I do, um, it's not yeah. going to change a lot of them. But uh, for those of us who are genuinely invested, we're going to have a great time this December yeah. when the last Jedi hits theaters, and we're going to be talking about it. We're going to be loving it, and it's going to be great fun, man. Oh yeah. December 15th. So, Hey, speaking, <clears throat> staying in the movie realm, um, unless you want to add anything more to star Wars, I know I really don't. I don't want to abuse yeah. our fans with more star Wars talk. Um, though I'm sure they wouldn't complain, but there's, there's other things to talk about. So, you know, we had Ryan about what a week and a half ago, we had two different sets of, of, executives at Warner brothers slash DC comics saying two completely different things about <sighs> the, the role of the DC EU, which we found out they don't even refer to it as the DC EU um, internally, whatever. That's what we call it. And you and I had an, in, and it happened just a couple days after our last show. So, um, you know, that's why the last show didn't really touch on it. It was just so close to when that last show posted, yeah. You and I sent, you know, we, we, it feels like every, every other show, Ryan, we have to go back and somehow address this issue of movie continuity and direction with DC's movies. And they need to get their, they need to get their heads right back out of their rear ends. Yeah. To, it's, it's super frustrating. And I, you and I talked about it um, and what it is. And just to kind of catch everybody else up, cause we both know what we're talking about. But to catch everybody else up, it's a, once again, um, DCEU, or the executives thereof, Jeff Johns and, uh, and Kid Company, um, have decided, uh, apparently now, they said, the word, they said the word standalone again. And, and, the, and, and it's like, you guys, okay, you guys scared everybody with the Batman film, because that was the first one. It was like, it's going to be a standalone film. And everybody's like, well, wait, wait, wait. Like, what do you mean by that? Like, what do you mean by standalone? Is it, is it related to everything we've been seeing or is it not? Like, is it, is it Ben Affleck or is it, is it going to be Christian Slater? <laughs> you know, Christian like Slater. who, <laughs> love it. <laughs> who is it? Who's it going to be? Is it Skeet Ulrich? Is he going to play Batman? Like what, <laughs> what is happening? So, and then, of course, this, uh, and then uh, all the news with the Joker movie um, that's apparently going to be outside of something, right? And so there's all these yeah, little this, rumors this like floating Joker around. Joker origin movie that allegedly is going to be that we produced keep- by Martin Scorsese. Right. Which, and by the way, I am not holding my breath for that movie. I don't think it will ever see the light of day. I well, be, with all the turmoil that's happening, yeah. like, why should it? No. Like, honestly. Okay. So anyway, so all this stuff. And then they said the standalone thing with the Batman movie. And Jeff Johns had to come back and say, wait, wait, wait. It was taken out of context. Listen to me very carefully. The same Batman that lives inside of the movie that we're going to make is the same is the Batman that lives inside of the DCU EU today. And we're like, okay, all right. Everybody stop freaking out. We're all okay. Because WB or in and DC have taken and the reason why everybody's so nervous 
is because they're not, it feels like we're not fully committed yet. It still feels that we're still like play testing these movies. It doesn't feel that we're going to get the fleshed out universe that Marvel has given us. And it, it still feels like, well, they're play, they're play testing all these group movies to make sure that, okay, do all these characters play, do all these characters sell. Like, is there, and, and, if, and if they all sell at the same time, then we can kind of break them up and do their solo stories later. Well, and they haven't done themselves any right? favors because you've got, you know, the, the DCEU movies, starting with Man of Steel uh, through Wonder Woman, right? Man of Steel, right. Dawn of Justice, uh, Suicide Squad, Suicide and Squad. then Wonder Woman, yeah. okay? But then you've got on the TV side, you have The Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow, and Supergirl, which all exist together, but they don't exist with what we see on the screen. And then you've got a third subset of Gotham, which is on Fox, which is a Batman show, or a quote-unquote Bruce Wayne show, that has nothing to do with the Arrowverse, which has nothing to do with the DCEU. So they haven't done right. themselves any favors with right. that. Right. So everything is scattered. You have split universes all over the place. So the the brilliance of the top floors of that building decided something happened. Someone another thing happened and another article was pushed out that said they have officially decided that every movie moving forward is going to be a standalone. And so one more time, you kind of kick up the dust just when everything was starting to settle. Just when everything yeah. was just br- as, coming down. As Justice League is starting to get warmed up, get ready for the theaters. Right. Justice League is exciting fans. People are getting bought in that maybe otherwise were like, you know what? BVS wasn't my thing. It was a little weird. Suicide Squad was eh. Man of Steel was brr. Wonder Woman was okay. Like you start to pull all those people in of just like, okay, like, no, this is going to be rad. Like, this is going to be cool. Like Jason Momoa, like just look at him for an hour and a half. I don't know. Like he's a gorgeous man. You know, he is a gorgeous man. So pretty. He is so pretty. So Dude, that new justice have, league trailer, by the way, just looks incredible. It looks incredible. Oh, super sharp. Yeah. So you have all of those things like ready to go. And then you drop this, this idiotic bomb that, that then calls into question this entire investment that in, that in, in for every other fan, it's a financial and emotional investment into this series that goes great. I can't wait to, to invest in all these characters and all these people moving forward. Like I'm really looking forward to it. So you, we've got now this, like every, every movie from here on out is going to be standalone, which to clarify means that they aren't going to have a big picture any longer. So it's like DCEU as a whole, like where you have like where you have Marvel, you have the Avengers, they come together and each movie is going to bump up against just nudge against a main storyline. And then, but you're still going to have their solo story. You're, they're still going to have their solo adventures that have nothing to do with the main storyline, but they're going to be rubbing elbows the entire movie with that bigger storyline and that bigger picture. And you're going to go, okay, cool. So I understand infinity stones and there's infinity stones and guardians and okay, cool. But they are fighting in their own area. They're, you know, they're not pulling Thor in. Okay, cool. I got it. Right? Like that's super easy to chomp into because you've still got that continuity bubble, that continuity rub. What DCEU is deciding, or DC is deciding, WB is de- deciding, is to just say, you know what? Wonder Woman sold fantastic. And the only reason, the only reason, John, why, why Wonder Woman was so successful is because it never mentioned the greater rubbing elbows of the rest of like, you know, 
apocalypse and and how and dark side and it 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 totally just didn't rub any elbows with that and that's why it was super popular and everybody loved it because it never talked about anything bigger than what it was false and they couldn't be more wrong they couldn't be false you can't be more wrong in in that assessment because wonder woman was successful one because it was a fantastic it was just fantastic all the way through you had great storytelling and to be honest with you we still understood that there was a bigger world out there because you know bruce wayne was still involved yeah there, so there was that little thing to- of the of the wayne enterprises <laughs> armored truck delivering a world war one era photo uh to right. the museum yeah. in which diana works and then the movie and ends he, he, diana he, sending a little email to said bruce wayne yeah. Thanking him for the the picture, yeah, man. It, right. Like you had, you have all of the continuity, like ready to go, and and in to to deny this awesome dark side story and this awesome like the world is bigger than each of these characters because that's why that's what Marvel finds so successful. Like the world is bigger than Captain, you know, America. The world is bigger than Iron Man. The world yeah. is bigger than the Hulk. Like you have these like very clear statements that Thanos is coming like this God killer is on his way and he's going to bring destruction and it will take every bit of of superpower that exists to help take this guy down. Yes. And you have that ready to go. You have it all. You have it like you don't even have to sell people in the movie theater. Just go, okay, cool. So, you know, like Captain America and Batman and like in, in Iron Man, how they all team up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. So, Batman and like Superman are teaming up. Oh, that's awesome. Like, that's all you have to sell. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. That's people, all you have to sell. Will, people will, will show up. Oh, oh, that's great. Let's go see that movie. Okay, cool. And now you're going to take all of that work that you've been, you, you've been building, that you've been wanting to put forward, and you're going to toss it in the garbage can just for some, because you think success was found in Wonder Woman because it denied that? Well, and, and that was the that was the DC or the, the Warner Brothers suit because then literally like the following day, Jeff Johns is having to get out there and do spin control yet again in that, you know, again, these aren't standalone movies, you know, in terms of like, for example, here. Okay. For, for those who may need a further explanation. So I have got right here. I'm going to show it to you. This is Wonder Woman volume three under DC Rebirth. Okay. You see it? Right. Yeah. Uh, yep. Not once in these pages, Ryan, not once in this amazing storyline uh, does the Flash exist in any of these panels. No, not, not one time. Okay. No Flash anywhere. Hmm. Uh, Batman wasn't in there. Um, huh. there, was no, there was no Superman. Uh, huh. I don't recall seeing Green Lantern. Mm, no mention of Bane. Uh, let me flip a couple pages here. Oh, no, there's Does no Suicide Squad to... either. Uh, let's double check. <laughs> Lobo. No, no, no Lobo. No Lobo. Hang on. Let me go to the back. There may... Killer Croc? Is Killer Croc in there? Uh, oh, let me double check. No, 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 no. Oh, I see something here that could be Robin. Oh, no. That's just a random guy. Okay. So none of these characters are in this story. But when I was done with it, I didn't set it down and go, well, where, where are all these other guys, man? What happened? Did, are they all gone? I mean, she didn't mention how Jordan once is, I better get down to the comic book store and find out what the hell's going on. But 
when you pick up a Justice League comic and you see them all together, you understand mm-hmm. that the Justice League Rebirth is the same Wonder Woman as the book in the story you just read. Amazing. Amazing. It's it's, it's mind blowing. Like, right? it's like so this is after <laughs> this after this no name suit. Okay, that it, okay, and here Ryan, here here's where here's where I'm seeing this. Number one, I, I really am convinced and I'm not a conspiracy person by any stretch of the imagination, but this is where I'm firmly convinced that there is something going on yeah. in the entertainment world that does not want to see these movies succeed. And I don't know why. Because the the quote unquote news that comes out about these movies is so haphazard and like nobody is being quoted nobody is being interviewed there's there's not a direct quotation there's nothing it simply says an executive at warner brothers says herp a derp to the derp to the herp to the herp well who was it who said it yeah when did they say it when did this Give interview happen <laughs> now I, I am not one to call every piece of news fake news. But Ryan, I think a lot of this is fake news. When when I don't see a source that's quoted, when I don't see yeah. a name, when I don't see an interview, I'm starting to call bold to the S. I just I am. And then you have Jeff yeah. Johns literally the like the next day <laughs> scrambling. Going, scrambling, going, wait a minute. Hold on. And he's basically saying, where is this stuff coming from? Where is this coming from? Right. When I think of the MCU, there are three movies that come to mind immediately that I would say are standalone movies that did not push the Infinity Stone narrative forward one bit. The first would be The Incredible Hulk. The second would be Captain America Winter Soldier. The third would be Ant-Man. Yeah. Standalones. Yeah. Now, now, uh, Ant-Man did, you know, rub up against Avengers headquarters a little bit. He had a little little tussle with Falcon, right? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Duh. I mean, th- and that's okay. So, for Jeff Johns to say that there are going to be some DC movies that are quote-unquote standalone <laughs> does not mean that everything that has been built is being thrown away. And, and yeah. you and I have spoken several times on this show and in privately that the standalone Marvel movies sometimes would fare much, much better if they didn't try to shoehorn in other characters all the time. And it worked very well with Homecoming because you and I were very concerned it was going to be Tony and his little buddy Pete, right? In the last <laughs> yeah, movie. It was fantastic. It was great. It was so relieved. Oh, Absolutely. I look at Ragnarok and I'm like, wow, Avengers 2.75 is what this is turning out to be. Right. I mean, well, ever since Civil War. So you had. Yeah, you have. And as great as Civil War was, it set this new template for the MCU. It's like team up, team up, team up, team up. And man, here's here's my here's my I don't think we need that. And then I'm glad that DC is saying we need it. I don't think it's going to last that long either. I think we're seeing these team-up movies to answer some questions before Infinity War. Once Infinity War happens, we're going to see Black Panther. I don't expect a huge team-up there. I don't expect oh, a huge I expect to see Steve Rogers in Black Panther. I, I imagine Steve will be in Black Panther. Well, we'll see. You know, I mean, we'll, we'll, he's, in, we'll he's in Wakanda when it ends. So, I mean, and... Well, yeah, but that's before Infinity War. But does Black Panther take... Does that particular story take place... Like, I know it's coming out after Infinity War, 
Or does Black Panther come out before Infinity War? Uh, Black Panther comes well because Infinity War is happening May. But isn't Black Panther a uh, a March movie? Uh, you know what? I gotta look it up. Yeah, now. let's look that up because because um, last we saw Wakanda, Steve was hanging out there. And we know Bucky will be unfrozen. Well, because he's got to watch over his boyfriend. Yeah. And we know that Bucky's unfrozen in Infinity War. So something has to lead to him being thawed out again. So anyway, but I I see your, I see where you're going though, is it it is building to this greater story. And I don't know. I I just don't see an an issue or a problem that if Wonder Woman two or the Batman, or we, we do know man of steel two eventually is going to happen. And if Man of Steel of two, Man of Steel two, has no references okay. to Batman in it, I'm okay with that. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. It's totally fine. It doesn't have to be. Yeah. So okay, let me let me make sure we're clear up. Yeah, on yeah. Let's get the timeline for these movie releases here. Uh, let's see. Infinity War Part One happens May fourth, twenty eighteen. Okay. Ragnarok at the end of this year. November 3rd, Black Panther, July 6, 2018. Okay, so okay, so it'll take place after Infinity War. Okay. Captain Marvel, November 6, 2018. Inhumans. I'm sorry. (laughs) Then sorry, Captain Marvel, uh, November uh, November six or November second, um, twenty eighteen. And then Avengers Infinity War Part Two, May third, twenty nineteen. Then Inhumans, July twelfth, twenty nineteen. Oh, they're gonna put Inhumans on the big screen. Gee whiz. Well, we'll see. So the so here's here's my here I guess here's my my greater point. Um, up and up until Civil War happened, we didn't see much of these like big team ups. Um, Civil War kind of set like set the stage to kind of I think um, we're looking we're very close to Infinity War. We're about, we're going to be pushing forward into it. I think this is going to be. You know, we knew contracts were coming up. We knew, you know, this phase one of Avengers. We're in phase three, I think, right now. Are we in phase yeah. three? We're about to be in yeah. phase three. Um, we're going like, to start seeing people exiting the franchise. Yeah, yeah. people are going to be exiting the mm-hmm. franchise completely, which is great. We, we need new heroes. We need new. And that's, that's why comic books are so awesome, because you get to see, like, the continuation of, of new heroes and, you know, new mutants, right? Like, you get to see those things. I think... I think once Infinity War happens, we're going to see standalone Black Panther. We're going to see standalone Captain Marvel, and we're not going to see these big team ups anymore. I think we're I think we're seeing in the third movies of Captain America and the third movie of Thor, we're going to see the final start to wrap up of these heroes, and then we're going to and then I think in Black Panther, I think we're going to be more of a solo film, maybe a wink and a nod, possibly. But it's not going to be a team up like we're seeing now. And, and, I, and I, yeah, I, don't think I, we'll I agree. And, and I think we're wrapping story. I think we're wrapping to infinity and then we'll be moving forward to there. And I agree. And, and I think that's going to be the smart way to go. And that's why I really, Ryan, I have no problem with the DCEU doing that exact same thing. I, I just don't. You've already set the table yeah. that all these characters exist together. And you're going to be able to have the freedom to, you know, pepper in references where needed. Yeah. But it, I mean, what makes comic books so successful isn't the constant team ups and cameo appearances. It, it, that is what hurt comic books, especially in the nineties was the, yeah. the, was the constant cameos 
of the hot characters just kind of randomly appearing in a book that maybe yeah. wasn't selling so well because I, I remember yeah. like you know go like, see Wolverine in this in this other, yeah in this and other like you know and like why yeah Wolverine why would I do that? that right I mean or yeah. you know Image was the masters of that you know having oh, Spawn yeah. show up in Shadowhawk books and and you know Savage Dragon showing up in Shadowhawk books because Shadowhawk wasn't <laughs> a big seller but we, we had to get those sales going well who's our two hottest oh Dragon and Spawn okay let's get them shoehorn them in get them in get them in get them in so i guess what we're saying here at reasonable fanboys again is everybody take a deep breath <sighs> these movies will always be connected but our word of advice to warner brothers is get all the cooks out of the kitchen and figure out who the head chef is right figure it out figure it out because you have blockbuster winners on your hands we're going to say this a million times over for anybody who says and i still love it because i just read this a couple days ago someone called batman versus superman a miss they said a hit with wonder woman and a miss with batman versus superman oh i am so worn out over calling that movie a miss Four movies into the new DCEU, and we've already done over $4 billion in box office revenue. It is a hit. But if you're going to sustain the course correction that you made with yeah. Wonder Woman, okay, the, the mild course correction that you made with Suicide Squad, the big course correction you made with the, unrated, or the rated R cut of Dawn of Justice, then you need to have Warner and DC a central talking head figure the mcu has it with kevin uh, feige jeff johns appears to be that man for dc he has been writing these books he has been involved with these characters for years yeah they are he's the right guy they are dear to him he defends these characters because he loves them yeah let him be the spokesperson and I like what DC is doing that if they're going to say, okay, you know, we're, we're going to have the justice league come together every once in a while. Cause I think justice league is going to be a two parter. Okay. Is that we're going to have them come together. The, the justice league will exist yet. These characters are going to have their own adventures that are going to take place yeah. in their own movies. And yeah, you know, you may see a Wayne enterprise skyscraper uh, in man of steel too. Well, yeah. that's to be, expected just like right. it's expected to see avengers tower and doctor strange because it towers over everything else and it's there yeah. that's okay or you see a lex core uh you know delivery truck in the right. flash that makes perfect sense because it happens in the books that's that rubbing up against like, yeah, we're, we're all still here, but don't expect to see Green Lantern come swooping in in this Aquaman movie just to say hi ho hi. and then, yeah. you know, swoop out because that's where it starts becoming ridiculous and, and yeah. pressing it forward. I, I love again, I'm going to say it. I love where the DCEU is going. What I desperately want is for there to be a unified front and. I would, but this this is a pipe dream because it, it won't happen. Is is for the clickbait to end? 
that if yeah. you don't have a source, if you don't have a quote, if you don't have anything, but a he said, yeah. she said, hearsay, then don't put it out there. But Ryan, that will yeah. never fly in today's internet. And I think this ended up being much ado about nothing. I feel like an ass because I fell for it. And I didn't even really think about it. I'm like, oh my God, here we go. But then the more I thought about it, I'm like, wait a minute, no one is being quoted. There is no source being cited. It's just... Yeah. It's just bull someone just diarrhea, right? Here you go. Someone apparently said this. Yeah. Some somebody know. said this and did this and, and because said it's that. like comic book news, like no one's really following up, like no one's vetting these stories, it feels like. I feel like, you know, this between this and tech journalism, like these are like the gray areas of like, well, I don't know, let's throw to see what'll yeah, get. Yeah, let's just like throw something ad, out there. Sales. Yeah, that'll get some like, get some ad ad yeah. space available for yeah, us. Yeah, we need some ad revenue. So yeah. get a get a story that'll click. So I'm you know, it would honestly, if, if, okay, so I'm erring on the side of people are saying something. If people just, if they just didn't say anything like this ever, if they just ignored the concept of talking about these movies being standalone or whatever, if they would just not say anything about them and just make the movie and the trailer would run, you know what would happen, John? No one would think any differently no, about no, it. No, they wouldn't. Everyone would be like, "Oh, okay, it's gonna be a Batman movie." It's Ben Affleck because he was Batman. He's Batman right now. So yeah, here's Ben Affleck being Batman. Oh, okay. There's there's Henry Cowell. He's Superman. So I know he's Superman. So I yeah. want a Superman movie, and there'll be Superman. Like if they if that's I mean honestly like you know I hate to keep pointing at the other side here, but that's what Marvel's doing. Marvel's not coming out going, okay, we're gonna make standalones and we're gonna do this and we're making it a point. Like they're literally just making the movie and then we all go see it. We all go see Chris Helmsworth <laughs> and being buff inside of Thor. And we're like, oh yeah, because that's Thor. Because right? he's been Thor for like eight years. Well, and I think like, a lot of it too, Ryan, <laughs> is that the very different business. Uh, meddling between Disney mega studio and Warner brothers mega studio. Disney has faith in Marvel studios and, and certainly they're looking over shoulders, right. And in making sure that the, the final product is going to be a moneymaker, just like what they're doing with star Wars, right? Uh, Warner brothers, I, I guess I would just love to see there be a little bit of faith in the people that they have placed to get these movies out there and, yep. and just let it, let it germinate and let it grow. And you know, the, the excitement for justice league is huge. I mean, the, the wave of wonder woman is still crashing. I mean, it is, it is unreal. You yeah, know, it's, it's the number yeah, one seller. The shockwaves on, have not. Yeah, that movie is number one seller settled. on iTunes. It's the number one selling Blu-ray. It's the number one selling DVD. It's the number one selling Ultra HD Blu-ray. I mean, it is. They're still riding that wave, and this is not the time. If it were true, Ryan, and I still don't know if it's true, but if it were true that there was some ding dong dummy at Warner Brothers, yeah. like, we're going to start doing herpin' derpin'. This was bad timing. And, and I don't think it's going to hurt the product. I think yeah. Justice League is going to be very financially successful. Yeah. It's going to be a blockbuster. The last trailer looks fantastic. Super excited for it. I, I am oh, yeah, really, man. really excited to see Jason Momoa's interpretation of Aquaman. He looks like he is having an absolute blast. I I like that presentation of of Arthur. Oh, yeah. I think it's very cool. I like that. Yeah. Um, 
did not want to see a blonde haired orange and green Aquaman running around on screen. I think going the, well, we kind of have some of that over in, over in Thor, you know what I yeah. mean? Like Aquaman is kind of the, you know, the king, you know, the, the royalty, yes. the, like there's all that, like, you know, legend, uh, you know, of Atlantis. Like there's that, you can very mirror, very much mirrors the Thor character on the Marvel side. Correct. And, and right now, we're starting to we're starting to be able to. Uh, I think Thor is finally settling on the palate a little bit. For me, um, he was always a little tough to. He was always the toughest one to kind of like sit through because of just the 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 high, I call it high talk. I guess I get yeah, that from yeah uh, from or high speak from the dark tower. Yes. <laughs> like it's just the, it's just being just all the, the, the posturing and, and everything that is just like, man, like, okay. Yeah. Like, it's funny. Like I, you know, I'm, I'm with you, but after an hour, like I'm, I'm, I'm right. okay. Like yeah. too much cake. Yeah. Like it's just been, it's too sweet at this point. Like I'm, I'm all set. Um, and I think it's really nice to be able to see a very similar character who comes from a very similar background um king of atlantis like he's he's you know that regal he's very royal um he's of legend and uh and you know he's a very he's a smart mouth and i love yeah, it yeah yeah <laughs> and I, I love i like it. i love the attitude he brings i love this the uh you know yeah dress like a back i dig yeah, it i dig it <laughs> like yeah in, like he, in, in yeah. the the young flash you know very much you know taken back like he sees the bad symbol or the bad signal excuse me that's you that's you right oh, oh, wait, sorry and he looks at him, he's oh, like i'm not sorry. supposed to that's you that. it's you <laughs> like that's great yeah right? and and i like this i like this position that they have put batman in is that really it's it's where he's at in the in the comics as well too that yeah. he is the older one of the of the group in the Justice yeah. League. Now, Diana, we don't really know how old Diana is. Chances are she's very old, but she's new in terms of the world in which she's interacting with, right? I mean, she's only been sure. a part of modern Earth uh, since World War One, right? And we yeah. know for whatever reason, she kind of just went underground for a significant portion of time between... Yeah. I think she was beat down by the world of man. Yeah. You know? She was... It was a very disappointing event after World War One because guess what? World War Two was right on its heels. Correct, and and Wonder and, Woman Two may shed some more light on that, where she you know possibly assists in World War Two, or maybe we see like this montage of where she assists throughout several different world conflicts, and then eventually it's just yeah. like I've I've had enough, and she potentially thinks because she was fleeing the scene, you know, where if we remember in, again, Donna Justice, yeah, scene, she was know, like, I'm out of here, Donna Justice, yeah. she was like, nope, like I'm not doing this, yep. Like I can't be talked into this. Like this is yeah. the world. The, this 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 is just I'm done. And and she's know? discovering that there are you know she probably knew about Batman. I'd be surprised if she wasn't aware oh, of Batman. Maybe I, I think oh, she oh, does. I, I think she, she does. does. She does know. Yeah. And obviously she would know of of Cal El. You know from the events of Man right. of Steel. But yeah, she could be thinking. Well, they've got it covered. They don't need me. You know why? Why should yeah. I come out when we now have this alien from another planet who essentially sure. is a god. Right and can do everything that I can do plus right. more. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> so let them let them party. Yeah, man. And so I like the role that Batman is is being portrayed. Uh, some people have incorrectly yeah. said, "Oh, he's taking on the Tony Stark role of the DCEU." Nope, nope. 
Nope, definitely not doing that. But if you read the Justice okay, Tony League, Tony Stark loves loves people around him to posture him up. Yeah, Bruce does Bruce not need Wayne that. Wants you to leave him alone. Correct. Now you <laughs> like, can say that a lot of the Justice League tech is funded by Wayne Enterprises, comes out oh, of sure. Bruce Wayne's pockets. Uh, yeah. That's that is very true. But yeah, Batman is not. Batman will join the group when he needs to. But when he's yeah. done, he's like. Okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you. Batman had a partner and we see his costume in the yeah. in the Batcave. Yeah. Like, you know, he he played the partner card. He he did. And and that and it bit him in the butt and he decided, you know what? Because of this, I'm not playing that anymore. Like, of course, that's where we see him. We've we've discussed this at sure, length, I sure. know. But and I don't want to stay on it any more than we have to. But seeing him now start to play, you know, are you going to play nicely with others? Like that conversation. Um, I think those are fantastic little nods to Bruce's coming around again. And he's seeing, you know, the benefit into having people around that, that he, he actually needs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause this, this, and I think it's a wonderful picture of, of redemption. I think we're, we're seeing that I'm excited to see, Man, and that's what that's what's so disappointing about this whole like DCEU controversy is that we have a very real and I think even the Flash movie's called Flashpoint. I think it's even going to be called yeah, Flashpoint. Yeah. It's been titled. We have a very real like possible Flashpoint conversation to be had with Batman. And there was and and if you've seen Flashpoint, you know, and we talked about it with the button issue that the Flashpoint, you know, Batman was uh, was Thomas. It wasn't Bruce. Bruce died in the street that day. And Thomas Wayne took the mantle of Batman and, and his mother went crazy. Martha went crazy and became the Joker. And so we have like these moments of, of nods to be able to redeem uh, him after losing uh, whoever, you know, his, his, whoever his Robin was. Well, I think it was Jason. The suicide squad say Jason Todd guilty of the murder or does it simply say under harley quinn i thought it just said robin guilty of the murder of robin okay so it wasn't yeah it just said robin just robin okay so it didn't and that was on uh that was on harley's little tag yes uh, in the front of the movie so you have this moment where you might even have redemption and understanding and closing a closing you know a loop for for bruce to come to terms and to like to face that, to face that loss and close it and not have it fuel rage that he's been fueling, you know, he's been killing people because of. Yeah. Cause we, um, cause we don't know and, how, like, I mean, you know, he, the appearance of, of Kal-El Superman and man of steel, him and Zod yeah. wreck Metropolis. They wreck, you know, a, a portion of Gotham. We find out that they were fighting actually yeah. over Gotham and over Metropolis at the same time. And, so we don't, we don't really know. Did like, was it, how close was Robin's death to the, to the appearance of Superman? I mean, if yeah, they were, if they I, were yeah, really close together, then yeah, that would explain why Batman has gone thing. like, but I think, I think Batman was, was going crazy before that. I think as Batman, I think, I think, uh, I think Bruce Wayne as Batman was, was killing before they decided to start wrecking his town. I think like this after, was just a I tipping think, point. This was like, now it's, it's me against, I think, I, have you know, to be I the think one it was just the ramp problem. up. Yeah. I think it was the, I think the, I mean, of course there was like a next stage to it, but I have a feeling, um, that he was, that he was, uh, that he was throwing heads against the concrete when shattering skulls before that moment, I think he lost it when Robin 
died. Mm-hmm. Uh, he lost it. Uh, he, I think he lost his mind a little bit. And I think he was probably, it may have been just starting to settle. And then, then we have Zod and Kal-El. And then we have Zod and Kal-El everything, start to yeah. blow it up. And then it's just like, okay, one more time. Like, yeah. I'm going to break out the mini guns and I'm going to smash skulls into walls and people are going to die. And since I and can't smash Kal-El conventionally, right. I can smash yeah. these guys instead. These goons, right? Yeah. Like all the goons. Yeah, I can I beat can up the goons that I can't do with Kal-El. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it's an interesting, um, you know, take on, on Batman psych. And I, and I love exactly where you're going with, you know, healing, uh, at the end, some mental healing for Bruce yeah. at the end of Dawn of justice and then being forced into, uh, you know, really Diana kind of dragging him in to it. Right. I mean, she's, yeah, I think she's really going to push, I think she's going to yeah. play a big role uh, in, in that healing process for Batman. And which makes sense because, well, she's clearly a leader. She's a leader. And, and she's, what did she tell she's Aries? The leader with, yeah, and what did she yeah. tell Aries? It's love. She's there for love. Yeah. Right. And right. she can yeah. recognize that. Uh, well, and I don't think there's going to be any sort of romantic intertwining between Diana and Bruce. I've, I've heard of people's, you know, some rumors saying, Oh, they're going to hook him up. No, that literally makes no sense whatsoever yeah. for those two. That would be a force. No, it'd be ridiculous. Be and it, it just, it wouldn't work. Ryan, it just wouldn't yeah. work. Um, Batman's a night guy. Diana's a day gal. I mean, it just doesn't work. <laughs> it just doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. But I think she can see that as like that. He needs to be healed, right? That he needs to experience love. Yeah, he needs again. Healed. He needs yeah. to experience love. So dude, time is drawing short. I did fail you. Let's move on from uh DCE. Well, there's a few things. Yeah, there's a few things uh, right now. Just so you guys know, we are recording on the 10th of October. Um, it is nine or just after nine 30 for me, just after seven 30 for John and uh, Thor Ragnarok premieres happily actually happening right at this very moment in hollywood and uh so a lot of this you know if you've if you've jumped on twitter at tonight or when you hear this possibly in the next 24 hours from now um you'll you you know you'll be able to see all the pictures of all the stars of thor ragnarok hit the premiere um that movie's coming out in november which is really cool the um which i know we're excited about and going to be Going to be definitely being seen, seeing it that weekend. Anxious to see those fresh it. haircuts from uh, I know from the Hulk and Thor there sporting those new dudes. Yeah. They went to they went new to dudes. went to great clips. Got some <laughs> got some new cuts. Um, something that uh, is is uh, I'm very excited about and found out about this week was uh, the collected. Uh, volumes of Batman the Animated Series will be making yeah. its way to remastered Blu-ray next year. Yeah, I know you're going to be all over uh, that, dude. You love it. Oh, and including Mask of the Phantasm, too, out. will be included in that Mas- as well, too. Yep, Mask of the Phantasm is going to be in there, too. That was my childhood um, in a Saturday morning. So, uh, whenever that was that was it for me, it was Spider-Man. Uh, the, I think it was The Amazing Spider-Man uh, was, was on, and yeah. X-Men, which was the animated series, and then... Um, Batman wasn't uh, if if I remember right. I think uh, Spider Man and X Men were Saturday morning cartoons, and wasn't Batman animated series daily? At least it was in the Phoenix market. I I don't. I remember Batman. I remember it being Saturday. I remember that being the heyday of animated comic book shows. That much I do remember. Between between those three, those were those were the big heavy hitters. And then you had Superman that that came a few years after Batman. That yeah, yeah. didn't do too bad either. No, and then you had Batman. You had like twenty Batman twenty ninety nine. You had some other stuff. Batman Beyond. um, 
Yeah, Batman Beyond. That's what it was, Batman Beyond. Um, but with Batman the Animated Series, um, it is still held today as uh, one of the finest animations on the planet. Of course, you had Mark Hamill uh, premiere as the Joker. And Conroy is um, the voice of Batman. Yeah, Kevin Conroy yeah. was the voice of Batman. Uh, you had Harley. This is where Harley Quinn was born. Yep. Uh, Not in the comics. You know, she, she was, was born in the animated yeah, series. She was, yep. she was born in the animated series. You had as a throwaway uh, character initially, right? I mean, they didn't intend. Yeah, it was to, just yeah. a, it was just going to be like a goon. She was a goon on 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 uh, a Joker's payroll, and uh, she ended up being such a hit that uh you know people were like hey where's the toys of harley quinn yeah and uh yeah, right? they realized very quickly that they had a hit and on the their rest hands is and they ran with it yep, the rest and, is history you know she you quickly had, became a regular in the comic series and obviously suicide squad and yeah squad she continued two with the animated and, series and, often and, 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 what's the what's the chick movie for gotham that's going to the uh sirens of oh, gotham the, the sirens yeah, yeah. The sirens so mm-hmm. yeah harley, so, harley quinn she's, of course like you know, she's, you know, the, the representation of her, like in every comic con ever of cosplayers, um, is pretty fantastic. And you had, you had the resurgence of like background characters like Clayface, who was never really a big in the comics and was just kind of like nodded to, and he wasn't really in this kind of thing, but he became like a very big character inside of the, inside of the show. Um, he had, I think it was like a, two part uh two part series in the show it was a two episode um arc for him and so yeah. you know for a hundred episodes or over i think it was over a hundred of 120 episodes or so for the show um that uh i think it was just a few seasons it's used about five seasons that let, let that lasts in you had um you had you had a couple of these you know he had mr freeze which was i think it was a uh, emmy nominated mm-hmm. uh you know so much history and so much so much greatness actually happened in Batman the Animated Series. The theme song alone should hit your mixtape very quickly. <laughs> if you haven't heard that theme song in a long time, yeah. that is a theme song. I mean, Wonder Woman and Batman the Animated Series are just the two theme songs that should be playing in your music library back to back. Uh, yeah, I can't add any more to that, man. It's uh, yeah, that was big news <laughs> when I when I first read that. I'm like, well, I know what I know what O'Farrell's buying next year. <laughs> You know it, dude. As soon as that happens, as soon as it hits the shelf, man, that's in the collection. Um, a few more, a few more little little nuggets of news. Um, oh, you know what? I just drew and I just uh, went for my hat and it came out. It came of out blank. Well, I, I can fill in a gap here. So um, I <laughs> oh, I was going to talk about print, but yeah, I was. Well, I, that's where I'm going to is that uh, I, okay. I did let Ryan down. We fully intended to continue a conversation <laughs> on Dark Knight's metal. Um, I had an interesting little trip to my comic book store last week where I feel like maybe I really wasn't told the truth. Um, went to go pick up uh, Red Death and Murder Machine because uh, I wanted those on in print. Didn't have any. Was told, oh, yeah, man, you know, these Dark Knights books, you got to buy them like right away. Uh, otherwise, you know, you're left out in the cold, which I don't really buy and believe so much because this is dc's huge 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 summertime book uh i think my comic book shop was holding some copies back just so they can drive Mm. up sales so um i have ordered uh some paper copies print copies uh through another source through uh, a related friend of the show uh, who runs his own online comic book shop and I intended to buy those books digitally so we could talk to him, talk about them tonight. And I failed to do so. So Ryan was feverishly reading comic books today before the show while I was just kind of sitting on the couch drinking uh, Gatorade and watching uh, a terrible movie called Year One. 
that has Michael, oh, Sarah, Michael, Sarah, and Jack, Jack Black, Black in it. It was awful. <laughs> that was a terrible movie. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. I, yeah. I seriously, there are, there are funny. There are some movies that are just like so stupid. They're funny. And then there's some movies that are just like, that's just stupid. Uh, 94 minutes of my life that will never get back. And I fell asleep twice in 94 minutes <laughs> too. So could have been reading some awesome comics. Yeah, I could have been because um, I still have a yeah, couple so, here that I need to read. Uh, Bloodshot yeah. Salvation. Number one, uh, young blood. Yeah. Number five. Yeah. So, um, I failed Ryan on that part. When we get together again in a short uh, seven to ten days, John will be fully caught up at that point, and we'll be talking <laughs> Dark Knight's Metal and Murder Machine yeah. and Red Death. So I failed. So it's perfect time to catch up. I so failed my read- co-host. <laughs> yes, I failed him mightily today. Well, I will tell you. Uh, don't worry about it because uh, it is. Uh, quite numerous of how much I've failed you with comic reading in the past. So don't, don't beat (laughs) yourself up too much. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. But I tell you the, uh, if, if you haven't been reading uh, metal or catching up with it, the metal series continues with uh, red death murder machine and uh, the dawn breaker. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah. Forgot about that. Characters uh, that have been introduced uh, as all the new Dark Knights that are there. And they're just one shot um, books, too. So they're just, it's going to be like, yeah. you know, Red Red Death, number one, Murder Machine, number one. So they're, they're yeah. not so, ongoing books. Yeah. They're related and they tie together wonderfully. Um, and you don't need to read all the supplemental materials. Last time I thought I was going to be diving right into like, I'd read Teen Titans, which was a lot of fun and it was a really good one. And I missed Nightwing. Uh, but you said you read the Nightwing one and it was just kind of like, yeah, yeah. stood in the comic right. book shop and read it. And I was like, okay, $3 saved. <laughs> <laughs> you know, these are going to, again, they're supplemental, right? So they're not going to yeah. be like the heavy hitting. No. They're going to be no. like all the little nooks and crannies if you want to dive in. But what I can tell you guys is that um, as I've read these three the universe storyline makes so much more sense and um i tell you as they start diving through uh the multiverse the passion that would that we even see on the screen with uh you know dawn of justice um and uh well dawn of justice with batman we see the passion there we see the desperation in batman throughout uh throughout these books we see his he we see his fight to want to save the world and the links in which he talks himself into going uh to actually try to save um save save his world or save gotham um and what he ends up finding out and understanding through uh the nth metal and and how that kind of translates all the way down to him by the by of course the the batman or the one the batman who laughs is like almost like the little ringleader of course yeah that's kind of directing you know everybody around and he's kind of collaborating and getting all these evil batman together um but they're not born evil that's what's kind of interesting more about it is that these all these batman are not they're not inherently evil. Um, it's Batman going to great lengths to try to save what was his. And I think, uh, or save Gotham and save his family and, and, and try to undo what was done. And, and it all, uh, it's all intents and purposes, right? It's, it's all just good intentions and right into the path of destruction. And I think it's a really well-told tale um, if you haven't been catching up, that's okay. There's plenty of time. There's so much content. Um, just look for the metal series, uh, man. You will not be disappointed. No, you won't. You won't. And while I have not read, uh, the three, uh, latest major, uh, storylines in it, uh, I want to echo exactly what, what Ryan is saying. It, it's a very different take on a big event book 
uh, than we've seen in a while uh, yeah. from DC. Yeah. Uh, similar, I think, in, in some ways to Secret Empire uh, from Marvel, which uh, did you know uh officially end and i want to mention a couple of books on the marvel side uh that uh secret empire omega which uh ties up the loose and i know i've been recommending secret empire to you i don't know if you've jumped in yet or not i didn't read secret empire but i read legacy number one today and yeah which brings me to so secret uh empire omega and you know uh it kind of starts answering the questions now we've got a world where essentially we have two steve rogers one is a hydra agent one is the original steve rogers they have uh kobik who was the cosmic and i'm going to do some spoiling here and i hope that doesn't deter you ryan from going back and reading secret secret empire if you choose to do so I, I think you'd be well served to uh, Kobik, who was the cosmic cube, who who essentially kind of put into motion the Hydra version of Steve Rogers, but then reinstates the original Steve Rogers. She's kind of melded two different realities kind of together. And what mm-hmm. happened, uh, which is really tough to explain in the next, you know, three minutes but i'll do my best is it sent these kind of ripples throughout all these different timelines universes and whatnot which culminated in the generations books like where you had you know original wolverine with the all-new wolverine coming together in a past adventure and then being the all new thor yeah the all new thor uh captain marvel and captain marvel right yeah. Uh, which were all really great books. You don't have to read all of them. You'll, you'll, you'll go broke if you do because they're like yeah. $5 books. But then that led up to Marvel legacy number one, which is, you know, I don't know if you could say it's Marvel's rebirth. I don't even know if you want to say that, but it is a re- a process of returning original characters back to yeah. who they are. Uh, Jane Foster will no longer be Thor. Ironheart will not be Iron Man. Uh, right now, Tony Stark, his body is in a coma, but he lives in as an AI version of himself. Uh, uh, he will be restored back to, you know, the Iron Man. And so I, I thought Marvel Legacy number one was very cool. I like how it was presented very much similar to how DC Rebirth number one over a year ago was presented in that if you didn't yeah. read anything new 52, that was fine. You're doing yourself yeah, a disservice totally cool. if you didn't, because New Fifty Two had some amazing stuff in it. But even oh, so yeah, good. but even if you never read anything from New Fifty Two, or on the Marvel side, if you if you didn't read Secret Empire or anything that led up to that, that's okay. You Marvel yeah, Legacy no number one, boom. <laughs> and Ryan, this is what you and I had been asking for for the past year: is we would dip into Marvel. Every once in a while, but we were just like, man, I'm lost. I am lost. I I have no road roadmap to go where I need to go. Marvel now has said, we heard you, not just reasonable fanboys, but comic book readers everywhere. (laughs) They said, we heard you. Reasonableist, if you've been away from Marvel for a while and you've been looking for a way to get back in, and if Secret Empire didn't do it for you, that's cool. Marvel Legacy yeah. number one is going to it, it literally is the best place to start right now if you're wanting to get back in with Marvel. And I, I would assume you feel the yeah. same way. And just so you guys know too, I of course I do. Uh typical uh typical um uh comic book is gonna be about twenty pages. 
or so. Oh, this is a big um, one too, man. This one is a sixty-page book. Uh, it is six dollars. Uh, so five ninety nine. It's worth it's worth the six bucks. It is yeah worth. It is essentially three comics worth and one uh, for Marvel Legacy, and they go they go back to the Stone Age and forward. And I and I don't know if you loved it as much as I did because I really loved it, John. It was fantastic. Um, it was great to watch. Well, the the singular moment that I was thinking of, and I I thought you would love it. I loved the heck out of it. Is is Logan's entrance? Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, just because it comes kind of a little bit out of nowhere. Um, it seems to just kind of pop in. And well, and you, th- you just, think it's old man Logan at first because old yeah, man not. Logan exists in this universe right now. But no, this is yeah. he's fresh faced. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a fresh mug. He, on him, he's but cut himself his, out of his that. like the, the panels and the lead in. Um, it couldn't have been more. Uh, him and it couldn't have been more perfect to introduce him again. Correct. Yeah. Uh, back into the back into the fold. Yeah. Um, I thought it was great, but uh, there's there's so many little entrances. There's good battles. There's really big scheme. We get to see Ghost Rider. Uh, we get to see. Um, uh, uh, oh, jeez. Um, who Ghost Rider fights? Oh, yeah. Um, the star. Yeah. Start Red something. Star. I don't know. Huh? Red Star. I don't know. Red Star. Right. Anyway. Um, <laughs> No, no, no. The uh, yeah, who no. Ghostwriter fights yeah, inside the book. Right. Um, the uh, anyway, it's it's the uh, man. I wish I can remember it now. <laughs> well, I could. Well, I have my copy right anyway. here. Anyway, I have my copy right here. I bought mine on in print. Now I didn't get the yeah. pretty lenticular cover this time around. Oh, so it's not going to be worth. No, this thing's going to be worth barely anything to wipe my butt. Well, with. you're taking it out of the package right now. I know, Ugh. right? Ugh. I'm getting my filthy why do you, hands why do all you, over it. Jeez, like you you think you'd buy these things to enjoy them yeah. or something? And it's got the oh, yeah, and then it folds out wonderfully. Did you get the print cover or print edition? Uh, no, I got the uh, it's a digital copy. But mine has a well, mine will expand once you click on the cover, it expands oh, into cool. the full. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I had the lenticular one in my hand, and I was just like, ah, forget it. I'm just gonna get for a dollar less. I'll just get the standard one because yeah. seriously, the lenticular one is not going to be. Uh, there's only about a million copies of this sitting on the shelf. Uh, that character's <laughs> name is. Um, He's referenced the first few panels yeah, too. I'm at it. We're gonna get it. I'm there. We're not gonna let. I'm, I know. I'm flipping. I'm flipping pages. Trying not to get my coffee on it. Uh, let's see. It is. Starbrand. Yeah, Starbrand. Okay. Yeah. So Starbrand has its own mythology with it. It's actually a. It's actually a. A power that exists on Earth that embodies another human. Um, and then that person becomes the star brand. Once that person dies, the star brand goes back into the earth and then embodies another person. So it's not, there's not really, there's always like kind of one star brand for a while. And then star brand actually moves. Um, it never dies. It just kind of moves from person to person as it, as it kind of sees fit. So, um, it's a, it's a great starting point. Reasonable. So, I mean, if you, if you seriously, if you have been very cool in the same boat as us and we're like, man, I really want to get back into reading Marvel because you know, these are iconic characters, legendary characters. They are deserving to be handled properly. That's why we're so passionate when we talk about these characters, because we believe they should be handled properly and be, and, and taken care of. And You know, Marvel, you know, I, I'm, I'm at least from my opinion, lost their way a little bit uh, in the last few years. Uh, we never want to fault a comic book company, any comic book company for taking a risk and 
you know, uh, tweaking a character. I remember, you know, when way back in the day, Ryan, when they put Spider-Man in the black suit, that was a huge risk. They didn't know if it was going to oh, work, yeah, and, you know, and it worked. And then you look at all the other risks that have, that have happened with major characters and revitalizing these characters. Now, sadly, the success that Marvel thought they were going to have by really in a lot of cases radically changing a number of these characters and we're not just talking about making them female or of a minority that's not what we're talking about where you just make some really drastic wholesale changes yeah. to just the overall character itself um, a yeah. perfect example for me I think the totally awesome Hulk sucks he sucks. That character was that uh, ben, uh, is it Chow. Chow. Ben, yeah, Chow? and it yeah. it just it doesn't work. I mean, the the Hulk is is a sort of a smart ass. You know, yeah. pre you like, know, late teen, early it's like 20s. It's Spider-Man. It's Spider-Man and a Hulk. Yeah, outfit. it just it didn't <laughs> yeah. work. It didn't work. And and hey, again, I applaud Marvel for taking risks. It didn't sure, work. Man. And they, they went too long with a lot of these characters. Too long. Just keep pushing it. Keep shoving it. Eventually, people will, will buy in. Well, they didn't buy in. And they started going to other publishers. DC starts seeing bigger sales. Valiant, Image, uh, you know, all some start kind of picking up the slack for a lot of these, you know, uh, dollar bills that comic book customers yeah. want to spend. And they're like, well, I'm not going to spend my five on Marvel. I'll spend my five on this Image book or I'll spend my five on this Valiant book instead. And so um, I do want to uh, give a quick shout out, Ryan. I'm going to show you this cover too. This is awesome. This is the new Bloodshot. Yeah, man. This is but uh, Valiant is kind of in the process of uh, not again a rebuild. What Valiant does is about every three years they they do um, lack of a better word, kind of a reset on their books, but still maintaining continuity, which is yeah. tough for a lot of a lot of publishers to do. But Valiant, yeah. we haven't given Valiant a lot of love in a few episodes. We're gonna give. I'm gonna give them some big love tonight. Valiant is beautiful at resetting comic book storylines while maintaining continuity and maintaining freshness and not allowing you to get lost. They just yeah, man. they refuse to. Totally agreed. And so. Yeah. This is a book. This is Bloodshot Salvation number one. Um, I want to say this is a print. It was a $4 book, $3.99. These covers, Ryan, they're not, you know, get rich quick scheme covers. It's not lenticular or anything like that, but it is a hard card stock. I'll tap, oh, I'll yeah, tap man. it on my mic. Oh. See that it's like, oh, yeah. yeah, it's not a flimsy comic book cover. And it's not just another paper yeah, cover. It's it's, it's, yeah. it's beautifully bound, Quality. gorgeous, yeah. you know, typical Valiant, beautiful computer color shading while maintaining yeah. just, you know, old school comic book look. Splash pages mixed in with panels. I mean, it's just, it's Valiant. I mean, they just, what they do is yeah, just yeah. phenomenal. Excellent yeah. read. I really recommend it, guys. And if you flip to the back, as is the case with everything Valiant, Ryan, or maybe it's in the front. No, it's in the back. There's their their path. You see it? Ah, oh, so good. Yep. There's your path. So you want to get to Bloodshot Salvation, they give you the path on how to get there. Yeah, man. And the cool thing is, if you've never read a Bloodshot book, you can pick this up and you're in. You're fine. 
Yeah, you don't have to worry about three years ago Bloodshot. Nope. The Bloodshot I read. The Bloodshot you nope. read. Don't have to. And then this is, yeah, you're good. You're good to start. Also, just to give Marvel props one more time, in the back of Marvel Legacy, there is the Marvel Legacy breakdown oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. of, and a checklist. And they actually designed it. Um, if you look in the back of yours, you'll actually see a checklist. Yes, yes it is. There. A full, actual checklist that you could actually and go through and check each one. And there are a lot of books. A lot oh, yeah. of books. Yeah. This year is also going to be expensive. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, but we posted a show, I think, uh, the beginning of this year called Save Your Pennies. This year is going to get expensive. Yeah. And I think we were literally just talking about movies. Um, <laughs> you know, we, uh, that was, we were literally just talking about movies that day. And uh, I tell you, and, and if you decide to throw comic books in there and the rest of the movies that we're going to see this year and next year's lineup... Woohoo! All right, it's gonna gig. Hope it's you sell gig. some. Expansive. If you've got stock options, go ahead and sell them now. <laughs> sell your stock now. <laughs> sell yeah. your stocks now. Get some cash in the get, get some cash in the piggy bank. Uh, save your pennies because um, next year is is going to be just the same. It's going to be great. But oh, and yeah. uh, one other thing, to, we shifted back tomorrow. I want to shift back to Valiant just real quick. Uh, this Bloodshot Salvation also has, I want to say, five variant covers as well too oh wow which is really cool nice. yeah so yeah. um if you get it digitally i think you get the cover that i'm showing that i showed you of bloodshot with uh yeah his daughter um but uh you got you got some other ones to choose from so there you go nice. guys man yeah almost two hours on the dot ryan it was a good one that's okay. covered a lot of material <laughs> we got angry tonight got a little angry yeah a little frustrated, a little frustrated but man we we tidied up oh so nice it's funny we got a little unreasonable about people being unreasonable it's so meta ryan how can these people get in touch with us before we sign off for the night (laughs) you can definitely get a touch uh get in touch with us uh just the old-fashioned way you can email me email us reasonablefanboys at gmail.com you can also post on our facebook wall uh if you decide to facebook and use the Facebook. Um, we are reasonable, uh, facebook.com slash reasonable fanboys. And as always, I think we're most active. I am most active for sure on uh, the Twitter profile, RFBPC. Uh, and you can find us there. A lot of stuff going on there. In fact, just so you guys know, um, probably be, I mean, you guys are, aren't hearing this live. I know that. <laughs> but um, when, uh, as, I'm, as I'm going to be mixing our shows, um, because it's just me just kind of hanging out and John uh, will be popping in and out as well. Um, but I'm going to be hosting some Twitter live events uh, while doing, while I'm mixing the show. And so if you guys have questions or just want to pop in and ask some, ask some, you know, just, you know, Q and a, and uh, just a different time to connect uh, live with one of us and uh, be able to do that. I'm actually going to be doing that while I'm mixing our showdown uh, right before posting it. So you guys will be able to kind of join us for that. I'll be also, we'll also be doing some other events this year, this coming year uh, that has a lot to do with that. We're going to be, we're actually working. Um, I am, uh, we, we are working on uh, getting a, a live show we're in the works uh, where we can actually can interact with you guys as we do our show. Um, that is proving to be more difficult than I thought it would be <laughs> a little bit. So, it, 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 you it know, adds to the stress that we're also remotely. I think some people yeah. are still surprised that you and I don't exist in time and space together on this show. That's yeah. through the yeah. amazing editing of Mr. Ryan O'Farrell. Um, just the other day I had someone found out that, you know, you're in Texas and I'm in uh, Arizona. They're like, you guys aren't yeah. in the same room? I'm like, nope. 
Nope. Well, sort of a little Wait, window and our yeah. on the screen. Yeah, he's on my iPad right now. Transported, <laughs> <laughs> transported to each other's rooms. His mug here, is but. all over my iPad. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but um, but there's some you know there's some things we want we're working out there to make sure that we can kind of um, be a little more accessible and just kind of hang out with you guys. We built the show because we love talking about this stuff and come to find out there's quite a few people out there that kind of like talking about it with us and uh, would love to be able to provide some more landing areas uh, for us to hang out together rather than you know rather than only just you know a Twitter post here and there or a Facebook post here and there, uh, but be able to. Um, really get in touch with you guys and and create a community uh, around this. And that's that's our goal here at Reasonable Fanboys is to actually have a lot of reasonable fans, reasonable lists. You don't have to be fanboys. You may be fangirls. Um, whatever you may be, you may just be fans and that's it. And that's cool. So whatever it is, we just want to build a community here and, and, and uh, hang out with you guys and talk about this stuff. So, and But you can reach us at all those uh, little segments of the internet and, and we don't flame war either uh we will have discussion but if you come looking to poke the bear you will get ignored so just kind of letting you know yeah, about that as well too that's a good call yeah too. i think there's a lot of a lot of things that um yeah that kind of happens and then when you when you claim to be a certain type of person or as a certain theme like us we're reasonable fanboys of course you know people are going to come by and try to prod you and poke you into being unreasonable and then say yeah no nope. reasonable fanboys are unreasonable. Not gonna you know happen. What? Yeah, we do have occasionally we do have rose colored glasses on for certain things, and that's all right. You know, we all have that, but uh, we're gonna make sure we, as I was saying earlier, we want to be as fair as possible because we enjoy this stuff, and that's just us. Absolutely, that's what we do. Yeah, absolutely. Also, so, I want to add one last quick thing. Uh, if you have not hit the subscribe button for this show through your podcast oh, yeah. catcher of choice, uh, sometimes maybe you just have us kind of sitting there and you just download uh, when it becomes available. Please hit subscribe. And what will really, really help us out a lot, no matter where you listen to us from, whether it's SoundCloud, iTunes, Overcast, Stitcher, uh, we're potentially also looking at some other avenues as well. I definitely know for uh, sister show, saucy riffs and tasty licks. Spotify is starting to open their doors to some smaller podcasts. So you never know. We could pop up there as well too. Uh, please give us a review that helps us out a lot as we continue to try to grow this show uh, beyond yep. just uh, Ryan and I gabbing at each other and Rex and I gabbing at each other. We love it. That's why we do it. We also have bigger things in mind and in order to get there, reviews, reviews, reviews. So please give us a review. If you love the show, if you like what we're doing, or if you hate the show and don't like what we're doing, give us a review. We really want to know, guys. Trust me when I tell you that. We really want to know. And please share us with someone. If you know someone who is into comics or they love pop culture or on the flip side with our sister show who likes rock music and heavy metal, share these shows, please share with a friend, family member, coworker, get the word out. Uh, that helps us out a lot, uh, to where we can start branching out and making this show more than just a 10 to 14 day podcast for you guys. <laughs> yeah, for sure, guys. Well, thanks so much, uh, again, just for listening and tuning in for us to ramble on tonight. Um, but Hey, this has been Reasonable Fanboys. My name is Ryan. And I am John. And Ryan, Destiny Calls. It sure does. Right. Good night. Good night.